ladies and gents, and welcome to the first issue. As Tyler so eloquently put it before we started, the first issue of the Spinner Rack, part of and now for something different, so Joe doesn't freak out and think that we have too many shows. Yeah, because so uh, if it's not He-Man related, he tends to put a gun to his head and say he's going to jump. So we, we, we have to remind him. He-Man's still the focus here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But damn it, we have other interests. Yeah. And uh, there might be some issues throughout uh, with Tyler's audio, as you just heard, but I quickly fixed it. So we'll be bouncing back and forth between that as we go through this. But yeah, the spinner rack. We're going to be talking about comics. Sometimes All comics. It, sometimes it will be one issue. But maybe we figured two. we maybe we a would... small arc or. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, or, you know, maybe we could cover all 12 issues of the Secret Wars <laughs> all at once. By God, I mean, I got one right here. Yeah, I know. That's a pretty uh, pricey comic that you have. I paid $57 for this. How long ago was that? Mm, it was before the pandemic. So I think it was like 2019, 2018, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. at the time, it was like, wow, like, it was like, that's eh, 60 bucks, but let's do it. And Ugh. yeah. Yeah. So there's part of me that kind of wants to just get all 12 of those just to have the full set. I was going to say, if you can at least get that one out of the way, because people are asking for a shitload of money if they want a whole set because of issue number eight here. But yeah. if you can get that one out of the way, then you can gradually get the other issues. Yeah, because the other ones I know aren't as pricey. I know that a couple of them are a little bit higher than mm -hmm. the rest. So there's, yeah. there's a good in between, but uh, maybe that's something for another day. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and like I've been doing and popping up some of the stuff that we have. I'm not going to pull a Joe and acknowledge everybody, but since we have this technology now, I'm, I'm going to start putting up some of the comments. And I changed it, so hopefully uh, the when everyone else is in here, like Tyler would be able to read these a little bit better, because I imagine it was a little harder to read before with the, the font and everything. So, yeah, Brian Davis, curious about how far off the rails we're going to go with this. I think we'll stay, you and I have a tendency to stay kind of, concise with the yeah when, and joe gets bored with what we're talking about and wants to talk about food it just like completely does it go you like a just veers off the road real quick into a ditch because he doesn't like where we're going <laughs> but but uh yes I, I think with comics we're gonna if we veer off anything it'll be talking like we'll go from like spider-man to talking x-men to fantastic four to ghost rider to yeah. batman like yeah it's not I, it's not gonna have like a in order thing or character focused for multiple episodes like we're, we're gonna be all over the place yeah it's, we, it's we're talking really about like i know some people who do comic book discussions because i've listened to plenty of them they kind of go into chronological order and things like that and it's like you know what let's just make it as if like you're hanging out in the food court after buying some comics at walden books and just talking you're all over the place yeah, you know, talking yeah. comics, or you just walked out of your local comic shop. Your your brain goes in so many directions, but you're embedded in a comic book discussion. So, have have faith. Uh, we you know, if Joe want, you know, we want Joe and Rebecca and John John, or uh, I've told James about this. I like to get Deuce in on here to talk comics as well. Okay. So, um, you know, maybe we can get Danielle out of hibernation and talk some comics as well with who you know with her. Who knows? But, yeah, the, uh, the, the possibilities are endless with this with the the roundtable, much like all the other stuff that we do. The potential's there to just have our rotating guests in and out on this show. Yeah, because uh, a lot of people we've had on here like comics as well, and uh, you know, if we ever get a little too ambitious for our britches, there we could get you know people on here who have been involved in comics, you know, <laughs> me cool. and Nathan have always talked about getting to talk to Roy Thomas or, uh, Jerry Conway, Jim Shooter. Yeah. Um, 
you know, any any artists that have worked in comics during like the heyday, which for us is going to be 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and anything past the 90s, I don't give a flying fuck about. <laughs> I, well, that was the other thing that I was uh, having issues with because I didn't tell you this because I thought I would save it for the show, but I actually went yesterday to check out the some of the comic shops where we went a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I went there and found a couple more issues of Fantastic Four that I was missing. But I went to, I guess B&D Comics had moved from that little log cabin area yeah. they used to be in. I think they moved shops. And for whatever reason, I wasn't thinking that that was the same name. So I went in there and I saw the guy behind the counter. I was like, oh, I've made a mistake. Because they don't have a lot of older back issues. Pretty much all of their shit is from the last 10 years. And they're back issues. So, you know, I go to Fantastic Four and I'm flipping through. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So I try to kill a little bit more time because I'm the only one in the shop and it's awkward enough. Yeah. As it is. So I'm just like, he's probably hoping, oh, God, I hope you buy something. Yeah. So I was just awkwardly looking at the rest of the stuff. Like, "Eh, okay. And then it's just like, all right, well, you know, have have a good day. And then walked out the door. So that was a bit of a bummer. But um, going back to what you were saying, since I've started reading comics again, thanks to Marvel Unlimited and the DC Infinite apps. I kind of pinpointed that I, I, for me personally, I feel like 70s, early 80s is really like the shit that I'm really, 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 really into. Now, as I start to get into the late 80s, and then when I was collecting with dad as a kid, the newer stuff like in the 90s, I'm curious when I start to read more of that, if most of it will hold up for me. Granted, I did uh, check out like the Scarlet Spider stuff. And that, mm-hmm. that arc, but that's also the other thing that I hate is that you had amazing Spider-Man, you had spectacular, spectacular. Spider-Man, a web of Spider-Man, but they're all intertwining stories. And yeah. I'm just, it was too much. It's too much. Well, it, it, there was a time too, where like, you know, you just had the three and then you had uh, like Spidey stories, which is like a super kitty like comic book series going on, I think, in the 70s. And then when Spider-Man, like the adjectiveless version launched with Todd McFarlane, like that was a big hit. Yeah. You know, and then Eric Larson started drawing that, too. And, you know, so uh, it, it, it kind of depends, which I think with anything else, you know, it, that, it was a victim of, of the 90s boom of like everything's collectible from trading cards to variant covers. And we got to have. Uh, more more Spider-Man books, more X-Men books, more Wolverine, you know. And, uh, well, that kind of killed the industry, though, you know, with how they were doing it. Yeah, well, that. especially when they were promising or act, making hype it up, like everything was, you know, anything with a glossy cover or a, uh, a a barren cover by, you know, a particular artist was, you know, it's, it's you know, everyone bought into it. It was exciting, but then it just died off, you know. Yeah, uh, which, I, I, I mean, you know, I, we were knee deep into all of that dad was like here's a a shiny foil cover gotta get that one here's issue one of some horse like dog shit comic that like Like kool-aid man like that that nothing ever lasted (laughs) you know you knew it wasn't gonna last probably but dad was like it's it's issue number one you gotta pick it up and i'm like okay but you know uh, it's much like starting lineups the vast majority of that shit during that time not worth dick now there's there are books that that came and went during that time period that are worth something depending on first appearance of a character that would later you know either be featured in a movie or something like that to hike the price up. But other than that, yeah. vast majority of those comics relatively cheap, I would say. 
Yeah, you can get most most '90s books. Like there's, I mean, there's a few that are like maybe fifteen, twenty, thirty bucks or something like that. And if they're graded, of course, they're always worth shitload more. Yeah. Even if it's not like the greatest well, comic, but which is the other thing that I hate, like grading, because it's not just comics anymore. People are wanting to grade their trading cards, their video game boxes with the game in it. Uh, now the the big thing is VHSs. Yes, which I, I saw like a that. copy of Robocop VHS in great condition. It was like six hundred bucks. Stupid. Stupid. I'm not got that right over right around the corner here, Robocop VHS, it, like it, an original one. But it, it kills hobbies though. It does. You know, like, damn it, like, I don't I would never want to buy VHS that's worth six hundred bucks. What the hell for? Yeah. It's it uh, a VHS to me, it's not about money. It's like I remember renting this or seeing this on the, the, the shelf that I was too young to, to rent, but it was you know, in awe to like look at the cover of Robocop as a yeah. kid. So, like, uh, sure, uh, grading comics, I guess, one thing, and maybe to an extent, grading video games, but now it's just out of control. Like, yeah, it, it, it's going to kill the VHS collecting hobby. It's going to go from Goodwill's having them for one or two bucks to now you're going to start seeing VHS tapes behind like the glass, you know, except maybe so, copies so, of Speed. Yeah. So, yeah. Titanic. Titanic still in the plastic, $125. Like I've seen Titanic VHS tapes pretty much every Goodwill, thrift store, mm -hmm. yard sale, flea market I've ever been to. Multiple copies. And it's it's gonna kill it. It's, I hate that shit. With comics, I it makes the most sense. But anything else, I'm like, no, I, I don't I don't understand the appeal to Yeah, the the logic with this, it just makes it harder to pick up key issues when you know because it was always hard for me to get any of the issues that you see in this room here there's some other ones that just like along the wall at the top here just meant something to me just from childhood but um well speaking of which there the, the comic actually directly above your head was one mm -hmm. that you got in the mail recently yeah i nathan was with me when i got the one on the very end here the death yeah. of the green goblin we, i got that that was like the first like big time like i spent the most money i'd ever spent on a comic book to get that how much did that and cost you? 175. Hmm. But it, it's in damn near pristine condition. Like it's a like a fucking flawless copy of that. You better book. get it graded, man. Oh yeah, man. I gotta send it away and hope to guy that'll send it back. Oh, we gave you a six point eight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, great. <laughs> but uh, the death of Gwen Stacy here, uh, I paid actually paid less to get that than I did the Green Goblin uh death. Uh it's it's a it's a little scuffed up, but I opened it up and actually like flipped through it and got goosebumps because I'm looking at the actual like hard copy of the death of Gwen Stacy. Yeah. And that meant a lot to me to finally own that, uh, that issue. It's uh, it, I told Nathan it's getting center stage here on, on the top row. And then I got the both first appearances of the, the black costume right here. Cause I, I just love the black costume in general and Nathan's uh, the, the cameo and the first like full page uh, appearance of Venom is right down here as well. The kid who collected Spider-Man, and then an autographed Spider-Man-Batman crossover from Mark Bagley when I met him in person. So, Hell yeah. I yeah. forgot that you met Mark Bagley in person. Yeah. So it looked like Captain America. Just want to say that again. Oh, oh great. <laughs> great. So even when it's not fans of power, guys, like... The ego he, still... He, it, he it, finds it, other it people yeah, that, yeah. that he thinks that he looks like. So No, I was told that, you know. So it just made sense that I had Kevin Sharp illustrate Miss Captain America in a few. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I did pop him up on the screen. He is present for this show right now. Well, I'll be damned, Kevin. And then we have to get Kevin on the podcast here, too. 
Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. By the way, Kevin, I had some ideas for more Captain America adventures, man. They don't include my face. So I'm hoping, <laughs> you know, I can get some more adventures done from you at some point, dude. So, yes, what's up, bud? Glad you're here. Yeah, we don't we don't need any more any more of that. No, no, no more, more no more of you looking like He-Man, no more of you looking like Captain America. Yeah, I've kind of retired from that. But maybe me more as a Mercer from G.I. Joe. I got more adventures I could do that because I haven't seen myself illustrate with all these other G.I. Joe characters, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. But G.I. Joe is still comic book based, so we have not veered uh, off uh, comic uh, books in general. That is That's true. That's another thing we can we can get away with doing on here is talking G.I. Joe comics. We don't have to do a G.I. Joe-centric episode. We can oh, discuss yeah. the silent issue on here or the introduction of Zartan and Firefly. Or, or we, like we could also uh, talk about that that short run that the WCW comic books had back in the early 90s. Because yep, I got, I got a good chunk comics. of those, too. Yeah. <laughs> we could veer off into that kind of conversation, too. So yeah. it, it'll much, much like all the other stuff that we've done in the past, well, we've kind of found a way to uh, rejuvenize it and make it, uh, I don't know. Because we can't just talk He-Man like all the time. We have. Um, to- well, look, we've done it for uh, for over for over six years. So I think we've given a lot of He-Man content. I mean, we still got more to go. But yeah, you know, when we talk off camera, we start talking about comics. We talk about movies. We talk about cartoons, and all of us have passions for this stuff. And um, you know, we you know we all like comic books. We all like superheroes, and you know, we hope a lot of you all enjoy this because we want to keep doing this more. We don't want it to be like. You know, we want it to be a fun and interesting, not just another cookie cutter. So in, in 1976, uh, Roy Thomas created this character. And we go this chronological order bullshit yeah. storyline that yeah. fucking everyone has done on YouTube. Yeah. And that that's a little monotonous and obnoxious at times. You know, yeah. sometimes it'd be fun and informative, but other times it's like, fuck, man, who hasn't done this? You yeah, know? So, so we're, we're going to we're going to bring the flair with this. I'm going to pop this up from Gavin the Nerd. And when he's bringing up the Chaos WWF comics, is he talking about like the Undertaker books? Yep. And like the... Kane. Kane. Did Mankind have one too? I think so, yeah. But we can also talk about the Warriors comic books too. Oh, great. The the one where like he has sex with Santa Claus or something? Oh, that was the Winter Wonderland special. Oh, okay. And Kevin Nash had a book too, I believe. Yeah, Nash had a book. Um... I remember my brother bought those from that that same place. I got He Man Men on Card toys for twenty bucks. Like he bought like I think a, an issue or two of the Warrior book. We never saw it to buy, so, but it was in their magazine. So Derek sent away to order the first issue of that. Uh, I, I mean, the artwork from it at the time, what I remember, looked good. Yeah, but I had no interest in like the story. I, I was like, it was like, well, it looks cool, but that was about the extent of my experience with the I Warrior remember, comic. I remember seeing them. Not in comic shops, but just like specialty stores because wrestling was that popular at the time. And I was just like, ah, I'm not going to. I didn't even bother picking it up and look at it because <laughs> I just had zero interest. I mean, I, it's a concept, at least back then, like I could understand. Because like, I know there were WWF comics yeah. uh, in the early 90s, I think, that featured like a lot of that main. Not, not like, you know. The, it was still like the Hogan era or like the yeah. kind, of, kind of towards the end of the Hogan era. Um, but if you'd put them in like fictionalized like stories or even the WCW comics, like stories about building up to matches and things like that. Like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could see being a kid, like enjoying that, especially when you're really into wrestling. I couldn't get into the comics. I would see them and just like put them back. But yeah. Yeah. Well, the WCW ones, I'm like, I had to pick them up, but I remember the storylines and those being pretty outrageous. 
Yeah, Vader's here. Yeah, there's like some... Th- I, I'll have to go back and kind of look through it. But I remember him being really just looking at the pictures. And I think at the time that they came out, I had just started really reading because this is around, you know, first grade or so. I'm looking at him and I'm like, this isn't like TV. It was so it was it, it was weird. I'll have to go back and flip through them and see what the contents were. I, I think for me, though, like seeing them at Food Line, I, I wasn't it wasn't the same as like watching them actually fight and wrestle like it was so much more. It, it was like I get the concept now, but as a kid, like it didn't work for me because comics were superheroes. Yeah. And wrestling was like I'm watching them in the square circle, you know, waiting for the, the scorpion, you know, that's like to be put on. You know, it just wasn't, it just didn't work for me, but I think it could have worked. Yeah. You know, because wrestling does tell outrageous storylines within the confines of the reality that they're basing those roles on. So, um, that might be something for the future to think about. I can, I can take pictures of the inside of one of them and we can just talk about it and like how crazy and weird it is. And if we could get Joe on say, you know, Joe, you really look like one half of Doom. <laughs> and Joe like, you know, by God, you know, you're right. And oh, and then Joe could really get into he, like, oh, you know, would he be Butch like, Reed or Ron Simmons? Oh, definitely Butch Reed. Okay. Yeah. 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 He, he can't, he can't be the more. <laughs> or he's, or he's the lost the doom brother, you know, Gary. You know. <laughs> Ron, Butch and Gary. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Quick. Uh, We'll have to. Teddy Long's responsible for kicking Joe out of the ring because you know Joe Joe couldn't get off the coat. Or someone just photoshopped Joe's mask onto Teddy Long, walking to the ring with Doom. Yeah, yeah. Joe Joe was the original manager of Doom, but it was like it was a dark match. Like you know what, this isn't going to work. This brother, he's he's he's. he's, I'm sorry, guys. He's just too white. Right. And and Joe Joe was offended and went went to Jim Hurd and Human Resources and I told him get the fuck out of here. Wait 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 a sec wait a sec. I got this idea. They're called the Ding Dongs. You know. And then he's like, how about the hunchbacks? And Joe's like, that could work. Oh, God. The fucking ding-dongs. Yeah. What a, what a shitty time creatively that was for the company. <laughs> but whatever. I'll uh, I'll pop this up from Febmon because this, this ties into our logo here. Mm-hmm. Nathan, you picked the Hulk for your character, but shouldn't you be Iron Man instead? I mean, alcohol plus computer equals Tony Stark. Well, Febmon, that wasn't... Uh, we had nothing to do with these choices. Yes. Yeah. Our, yeah. Our this the logo that you see here on the screen was uh, Grim Two in the chat. Deucen was the one that came up with this, and his whole idea of making me the Hulk was to hopefully give Joe some PTSD because and as Joe all of, himself. Yeah, because all of us know that Joe had that history of being really afraid of Lou Ferrigno when he was a kid. So yes, I didn't choose to be Superman, but I was honored to be Superman. I think it and, works uh, for you in the context of that. I guess he could have made you like a helmetless Captain America. Yeah. Or Venom with like half the symbiote on my face. Or That, that, that could have worked too. Actually, yeah. Deucen, I know you will check this out at some point. Maybe a little revision in order with Tyler. Make him, make him, you know, Tyler's like angry half the time when we do these things anyway. So that yeah. would make sense. But to be the man of steel, I'm like, hey, I didn't ask for that. And I was, I was quite honored to, to be that so and we just really wanted to base it on the old school spinner right logo that was the big yeah. inspiration we just wanted yeah. to go back to that yeah and eventually hopefully we'll have like a, a spinner rack logo maybe like a spinner rack intro and and get all that because i'm not I, I can't do those things we'll have to get rebecca and john to do an intro or something we'll figure it out and yeah. I've, I've had ideas for a logo but once again i'm not good at drawing 
I'm not. You know, if we get in good with some of these uh, art, uh, uh, you know, creative uh, talent from uh, the 70s and 80s, like uh, get Roy Thomas to say, hello, I'm Roy Thomas, and you're watching the Spinner Rack. How fucking yeah. awesome would that, that be? That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, well, we got Kevin in here. Maybe we, you know, Kevin's a creative talent. I guess we could say, hi, I'm Kevin Sharp, and you're watching the Spinner Rack. You know, we, uh, we had to you know, take advantage of you, Kevin, right now. Yeah, he just keeps fucking it up. Yeah. Welcome to the Spinner Tray. Cut. Sure. Uh, no, wait, can I, no, we're live, pal. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to just uh, go in and pre-record. Yeah. All right. Do you do you want to go ahead and and move into our main discussion? Yes, here? we are. Yeah, we'll get into what the the uh, the main event here. And, and uh, we are. And just... I know what people are thinking. They're like, "Are you trying to cash in on that shitty movie?" No. Fuck it, no. No, this was just a cool story that we wanted to tell. Yeah, this or, is clearly random. We'd have done it when the fucking movie came out. No, that's true too. Though I am no, this, still kind this, of, I, I, there is part of me. I think one day I will watch that movie. I know it. I know you're going to. One, one of my uh, buddies from work told me he saw it, and I said, "You did." I was like, "I don't think it was that bad." Like, well, like, see, well y'all. <laughs> that's what I've heard about it. Is that it's not super fucking terrible. It's just not great, and it doesn't have anything in it. It's just very just basic and by the numbers which i guess at this point considering how vast the mcu has been with everything and how most of their shit is tied together and so, requires no effort just put his bare minimum in there and people fucking people come out and say i'm at the latest mc movie we gotta take a selfie yeah and you maybe know. that you know maybe that's led to whatever but i'll, I'll check it out eventually yeah. when it's on a streaming service and well you know we'll I think I'd rather you watch the shitty version of Morbius on the Spider-Man animated series. Well, that I was thinking about checking out too. Hands. Now, does any of that in the animated series follow any of this from these two books at all? Does it take uh, at least a little I mean, bit from it? It, it? Like at least with the origin stuff like that. But yeah. you know, I you know I what we I mean Spider-Man does sprout the extra lens in the series, but there's no connection. Like it's not. I don't, at least I can't, it's been like 20 years since I've watched a lot of the anime series because Same. I loved it as a kid, but watching now the, 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 the pacing is so super fast. Like people's conversation is so sped up. Like it's like, there's no, there's no moments where people are actually acknowledging and thinking about, you know, interacting with people. Like it's just go, 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 go. No, 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 Commercial break. Oh my God. <laughs> the Spider-Man's uh, we- we- webbing went out. What the hell's going to happen? Well, maybe, maybe our attention spans were pretty shitty back then or at least they thought they, they that it well was. but uh but i i mean but i remember as a kid like there were episodes that featured at least for what i remember like several episodes featured morbid because there was sins of the father was like a like a 27 story arc in the series that wasn't like i don't know it was like three stories connected together and you move on to the next one but they're all under like the sins of the father like like title yeah. and morbid was in i don't know how many episodes but i remember getting irritated to the point where i was making fun of it where Every time Morbius shows up, you know, his partner says, let me help you. And he's like, I don't want your help. I've got to find Doc Connors. And you're like, for fuck's sake, man, can we see something else here? Like, this is, it's the same thing. Oh, quit trying to help everybody, Spider-Man. Right. Like, I want to get to see you guys fight. You know, like, he, like Morbius is like mapping on Felicia Hardy and her like, you know, mom all outfit. Well, she wears like the like the most conservative outfit for Black Cat in the series, and a shitty voice actress doing her work too. But well, I, but Morbius has got like the suction cups on his hands, so oh, that's how we like takes people's blood. Like you couldn't like insinuate oh, okay. or show him have... shatter that he bit someone. He's just like holding you. his hand up to somebody. Like that, is... all right, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's the shits. 
Yeah, that that but, was one question that I had had for you was uh, when I after I read these, I'm like, well, how does it? Did they pick any of that and put it in there? But if it's like that, then you know I, maybe eventually I'll go back and kind of watch some of those episodes just to see it for myself. But I mean, they, they t- I mean, people like you constantly seeing all the time. Oh, everyone's like, you know, celebrating the shit out of that Spider-Man animated series. Yeah. But I'm sorry, X-Men and Batman were the definitive, you know, comic book based shows and still to this day remain the, the, the sole like dueling champs. Like they're they're like, you know, sharing rookie of the year awards, like co- they're, they're co you know, number one winners. Spider-Man, they took so many livers with so many of the characters. Like, I mean, not all the time, but like yeah. the stories, like one that comes to mind is is the origin of Carnage. Like, I know you can't have, you know, Cletus Cassidy as like a serial killer in the Saturday morning cartoon, but instead of like the symbiote breaking i mean like it, it it gets eddie brock out but they're also doing this uh, this uh storyline with dormammu and baron mordo dr strange villains who introduce another symbiote to cletus cassidy and they're like will you accept this gift and 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 you know pretty much carry on you know evil in our world and he's like oh it'd be great you know like this is so stupid but i was so excited at the time that uh, that carnage was showing up in the same episode as iron man and war machine like Right. Looking back, it was all over the place. Like, yeah. if Larry Houston and the people who worked on the X Men animated series were doing this, hmm. I think there would have been a lot more cohesive storylines that were based in the comic books. Because even though you're getting a shitload of characters that were in the comics in this series, um, you know, there was just a lot of goofiness going on. I didn't like Greg Brady playing the voice of Spider Man. Even as a I remember, kid, I was that was one of, of the that. first things that you always, always hammered home years and years ago is like i can't stand the voice yeah even as a kid like i mean i it, it, it was after it wore off quickly like i don't like his voice at all like his his inner monologue which is in the comics and all the versions like it sucks yeah like i so much enjoy um the voice actor from the 81 series which i cannot do some will kill me but i cannot remember his <laughs> name you know if, if we if give Dawson a name instead of like the watcher we call him the corrector he all just right, watches yeah, over yeah. all of us and corrects us all the time that would be good you know, he comes in with the robe, all regal and shit, and says, "No, technically, it was released in 1979, but they held the series back for two more years." Like, thank you, Professor. Fuck off. <laughs> oh man. God bless him, though. So we, yeah, we no, get him it's, it's, a, it's a ni- yeah, it's a nice source to have around, to at least. Yeah, that's why I felt like we need to have him illustrated as the Watcher, but not with like. Well, actually, it would make sense to ha- give him a big head, just like the Watcher. Yeah. You know, but we call him the Corrector. So, I'm down, I'm down I'm, to do it as long yeah, as me he, too. we could just, uh, he could give it to me. I could put it in an overlay and we could just put him on the screen somewhere like in the corner. He's always watching us. Yeah. Watching to correct <laughs> as the corrector. does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but issue 101 and 102, um, are, are written by Roy Thomas and illustrated by Gil Kane. Who's one of my personal favorite artists. Um, but I honestly, Spider-Man doesn't have a bad artist on the book. Yeah. At least amazing Spider-Man doesn't have a bad artist on its entire run. In my opinion, 60s, 70s, 80s, and, and into the mid nineties up until Mark Bagley stopped drawing him on amazing Spider-Man. I mean, every artist from Ross Andrew to Eric Larson to Tom McFarlane to, um, uh, uh, John Byrne drew him on occasion. Uh, obviously, John Romita and Steve, Steve Ditko, and there's a couple others in between there as well. But I mean, you pick up damn near any book of Amazing Spider-Man, like the flagship book, and the art is always consistently good. Yeah, 
Well, I, I found that across the board uh, when I was getting into Fantastic Four a lot, that even as the artist began to change, the art remained very similar and still just as good, which yeah, I had popped up the covers here. But one thing I actually did forget to put one of the images I wanted to use. So I'm going to pop it up here on the screen. It won't be like how that was. And hopefully it doesn't take up too much of it or shows up okay for everybody. Yeah, there we go. This actually works perfect. So Roy Thomas, as you were talking about, has done a shitload of books. Like Roy Thomas was heavily involved when I was reading Fantastic Four as well. So it's it's kind of crazy to think about how they weren't just all working on these individual comics. Like they were working on multiple comics every month. I imagine that would get tiring after a while. Well, that and, you know, coming up with new ideas, like, you know, he's helped responsible for creating Ghost Rider, like the original Johnny Blaze, Iron Fist, you know, bringing in uh, certain X-Men characters like uh, Sauron, I believe Sunfire, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's just that's just touching on a few characters. You know, his you know, he's also responsible for the Conan comic books. Yes. With uh, with uh, John Buscema, who's another uh, a good uh, I think he's drawn Spider-Man a few times as well, too. Everything yep. he does t- uh, turns to gold. But uh, Roy, uh, he's a big fan of like Submariner. Um, a lot of the like the 1940s, you have like Captain America, Human Torch and Toro and Submariner, like like the, the World War Two characters that would become the invaders when he would bring them back as part yep. of like an ongoing book. Um, so I just, uh, as I really get knee deep into it over the years, like, wow, this guy's like really associated with a lot of the stuff I like. And, uh, you know, along with so many great talents, which is why I just stick to the old stuff, you know, yeah. and there's so much old stuff. I mean, they, they, you know, put in devil worship. I mean, hell, there's a book called the son of Satan. that's a <laughs> yeah. superhero. I see those you know? all the time at, uh, antique shops. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I have no interest in reading it, maybe someday, but yeah, it's it's just like, hey, you're you're actually, like, marketing a book towards kids that's called The Son of Satan. Like, Couldn't do that's that a special anymore. time. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you're all the all the Miss Love Joys of the World be coming out there and wanting to do book burnings right there in your 7-Eleven. Yeah, and um, I guess we also have to backtrack a little bit, too, because Tyler's throwing out all these names and all these, all these other books because Tyler has he's never wavered from his love of comic books that's a thing that's never gone away that's always stuck with him whereas for me it was collecting comic books with my dad when i was younger and like flipping through them and like looking at the art and not necessarily reading every panel because once again that's how i was as a kid though because to me it was more about the pictures i'm always been a visual guy so yeah and then as i got older it's been harder to kind of for whatever reason that I, I honestly can't really explain. It's been harder for me to just like pick up a book and just read it over the years. But once again, having, having those apps on my phone and having a little bit of time at work, it's really like drug me back in there. So uh, currently bouncing between fantastic four, amazing Spider-Man started getting into X-Men and that's yeah. all, it's also right a bummer. There, it's also a bummer because now I'm like, all right, Gotta gotta buy more Marvel Legends. Like, what are, is this character out? Is that character out? And then you're like, shit. So after reading this, can you can you guess what Marvel Legend I might be buying soon? Well, I'm going to assume probably the Lizard or the Six Arm Spider Man. The Six Arm Spider Man. Lizard's yeah, too which, expensive. Lizard was you either get him as a build which figure, one, the retro one, or the the build well, figure. Well, the retro one is that Walmart exclusive 
that was pre-order only on the site. I don't even think they're coming to like in store. So fuck that. I guess I'll never have that one. If they now, I wish they would release one that has like the kind of like first or second appearance of the lizard, like head sculpt. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be the kind of like you know like real lizard like, but it, I I love that Steve Ditko like design of the lizard like from the first like uh, couple of appearances there. Or the one that John Romita would draw in his second appearance, but uh, or even like w- w- what we see here, yeah, you know, the one that Gil Kane drew. Like, I would buy a, wiz- uh, a wizard, a lizard. <laughs> that's another Marvel character, yeah, that looks like this. So you know, if you're you're doing more vintage throwback styles, I'll gladly buy that. Yeah, which I know for people who've already bought the lizard, and I can relate. When you've already bought one character, like unless you're going to go back and do a classic style of that you don't of need that it. character, you don't need it. Yeah. But that, but that um, also goes back into the, the whole thing, too, that people give us shit for. Or they think that we're like, I'm like, all right, uh, to bring this back to Masters. I'm like, OK, with the Masterverse, if you want that figure, you don't have a classics. That is a very that's a cheap alternative. Is it the best? In my opinion, no. But it's you know, it, it could work that way if you didn't have it and don't want to spend the money on classics. Same thing with this. It's like if you already got the one chances are you're not going to want the the other one either but it's like with uh sandman like i got the marvel select sandman and then they released that retro then the retro line sandman so i got that sandman and i like the marvel select one but i prefer the marvel legends one more but uh, they're still on the shelf together but whatever yeah and yes the six arm spider-man's the legend i'm like hmm and he's actually relatively cheap i'm like oh, okay. yeah he was one of those that was like i won't say a peg warmer but was not no. It's all right after. to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it would be cool to, uh, you know, uh, display on the shelf in a certain way and have them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Figure out a certain pose. But I'll go I ahead. Still, and put... I still want to see a a, a more uh, uh, a Spider Man Unlimited, even though the series was not great. Like yeah. that stealth outfit. Yeah. And the intro is fucking awesome. But I would yeah. love to have a, a Marvel Legends of, of Spider Man Unlimited with that yeah. the the cape. Yeah. I mean, why and not the red and blue outfit the, yeah. with the stealth look. Um, I mean, that's just because it's a cool design. You don't have to like the show, but the design was fucking awesome. Well, that was the cool thing about Spider-Man is the vast majority of his suits. Pretty badass. Yeah. And that that could could be a topic for another day. We do a Spider-Man costume tier list. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which I I don't I don't like. I like the amazing bag man where he's wearing the the, the paper bag on his head. I I always thought that was a fun look as a kid. Not because it was lame. I just thought it was kind of neat. I'm going to get that figure. I, it's a Target exclusive, which sucks, and it's already sold out on the site. So I will have to pay secondary market price or hope that I find that in store. But I have or to get that. Or someone who's generous listening to this podcast is like, I'm willing hey, to donate uh, to the cause. Yeah, or it's like, hey, I ordered two of these. You can have the other one, but I, yeah, I would yeah. love to get that. Well, you just and, have to hit a grovel like Joe does. And put it on my Fantastic Four shelf. He would fit yeah. perfectly. But yeah, let's go ahead and jump into this finally, because we kind of keep like, whatever. Like but it's still comic books. Yeah, it's still comic book related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, uh, but uh, the monster called or a monster called Morbius. Yeah, and I love how this starts because it gives you just that hint of like what had happened before. And I didn't read issue one hundred in prep, which is a great issue. Yeah. Well, all right. Do you want to kind of talk about anything in that issue that leads up to the events of this? Essentially, in a nutshell, for those who have read it and for those who haven't read it. Um, it really boils down to like Peter Parker is just fed up with Spider-Man. 
you know, the effects it's having on his life. And really, he puts together a concoction where he's like, he's determined that this will cure him of his radioactive bite powers, you know, of being Spider-Man. Yeah. And he blacks out, has all these kind of dreams and visions and things. And when he wakes up, boom. Yeah, it looks like this. It looks like that. Which is... The I will say the first easy well, pretty much the first half of this issue is a lot of him kind of monologuing and bouncing back and forth with himself about what he's just done. That he's he he's freaking out a little bit, but then he also gets the one two punch of Gwen calls him and is like, Hey, I'm gonna treat you to a rated R movie. Ooh-hoo. And he's Which like, probably could have been last tango in Paris, you know, butter in the ass and shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Peter would have gotten some that night. Right. And he's like, of course, I, I can't do that. And as soon as that conversation's up, he gets another phone call from the bugle. It's like, hey, we need you to go and do this. He's like, no. He tells them both that he's he's skipping town. Yep. And and uh, skipping town on the way Gil Kane draws Gwen Stacy. Oh my God. I think I'd be I'd be ready to throw up. Y- yeah. You Which know. that that was probably a panel I should have put up here, but and that's the other thing I didn't want to do. I didn't want to put up too much of this where you guys basically just read the book with us. I want you guys to go either seek these issues out, you know, if you have the app, go back and read them or whatever. That way you can enjoy it for yourself. But yes, as Tyler was saying, how that is drawn, you just see the the grief within her, especially too, when uh, I don't, I can't remember if it happens in this issue or the next, it might be in this one where she's like, well, maybe he's at his aunt May's house and yeah, she calls think, there and aunt yeah. May was like, no, uh, is something wrong? And then she's like, no, everything's fine. And then you just see that shot where she's crying there. And then it's yeah. like another panning shot. And then the shot from the exterior of her apartment where you see her just sitting there on the edge of her bed. Beautifully they, uh, they, drawn. Absolutely beautifully drawn. And uh, which uh, also, too, in the aftermath of the phone calls, Peter contacts Dr. Connors. Mm-hmm. And Doc's in Florida, of course. And it's deliberately illustrated, like Dr. Connors' face insinuates that he's interested in what's going on with Spider-Man. Not for helpful reasons as a friend, but you can kind of get an idea of like in this one shot here, the eyes say it all like Gil illustrates. There's something else going on in the mind of Dr. Connors here. The, the, the good friend of Spider-Man, yeah. but tells him that he can use his house in the Hamptons. There's nobody there. Use my lab, do what you got to do. Well, it and, even uh, says too, where he's just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. This is Spider-Man. Like he thinks he's getting prank called. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. But uh, so Spider-Man decides to take him up on his offer and head up to the Hamptons by train, not yeah. right in it, but on top of it. <laughs> and one thing that I love in a lot of 70s Marvel comic books is the use of haunted houses and castles. Yeah. And when I read this for the first time, like seeing the ha- like the cover alone, like as we see here. I, these kind of visuals of like these houses by the ocean or on mountain cliffs are haunting, but beautiful. And like, I want to go exploring like the shot of Spider-Man looking up at the house. Yeah. He even well, says it looks like a, 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 the house of Dracula. Yeah. And the Connors uh, subletted to Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Which is like, okay, it's deliberately done to look like a haunted house by the ocean. 
Yeah, I mean, if you feel like almost in that panel that the only thing is missing is just like a lightning bolt streaking across the sky, you know? Yep. And maybe like a, a, a lighthouse nearby, you know, kind of with a rotating light, you know. And uh, I, I things like that, like the shot of the of the upward shot of the house looking down at the ocean, because I, I love the ocean. Uh, but it just adds a lot of wondrous environment, yeah. you know. And Spider-Man finds himself in, in all kinds of locations. And seeing him in a, a beachfront house in the Hamptons sounds like, okay, that sounds kind of hokey, but not a beachfront house that looks well, like that. No, I mean, it's always uh, nice to see Spider-Man in locations that aren't Manhattan. It's like yeah. any other thing. It's like you get conditioned to see them in an environment for so long that when you take them out of their element and put them somewhere else, you kind of get that sense of dread. Oh, how are they going to get out of this? It's like that episode that we watched for Capes and Commentaries years ago for that uh, animated Spider-Man show with the lizard. What was the title of that episode? Oh, uh, Where Crawls the Lizard. Yeah, and that's where they go down. The, like It's the same thing, going down to Florida. So it's a different environment, and you you think about that. It's like there's not tall buildings to web onto. Like It really restricts... Your fighting ability. And, and I think Spider-Man is the most fun because I feel like with the X-Men or the Fantastic Four, like, sure, they go to outer space all the time. The X-Men, yes. like Wolverine, wanders to Canada, all over the uh, to Japan. But Spider-Man's stores are pretty much in, in New York. And um, he's gone down south before. He's gone uh, to castles in Europe before. Uh, he's gone to, you know, various places in, in the country. So it's... But something like this, like it's 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 awesome to know the the people, the powers that be back then were like, I want to see Spider Man in a haunted castle. Like yeah. I want to see Spider Man in the snow. I want to see Spider Man, you know, in the in the woods. Like yeah. what would Spider Man do in the woods? You know. <laughs> so it's 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 just fun that you know because they they tend to do a pretty good job and it's different. It's it's fun. It's adventurous. Yeah. It's kind of popcorn Saturday night feel. Like this this whole storyline feels like something you could watch on a Saturday night. You know, Spider-Man, you know, in the haunt in the story of the House of the Vampire, yeah. you know, if they were going to like kind of mix it all together, you know, and like some kind of haunting music as he looks up and sees this house lightning crashing and, and well, the oceans, you know, splashing on the shore. Well, the thing is, too, is right here on this panel with him saying the place is empty. I know it is. So why is my spider sense tingling? And you're like, yeah. oh, what could it be? And I'll go ahead and switch it over. Uh, to this panel right here. Now, which, this is the... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, this this panel that we show right here is kind of the, the aftermath of how we're introduced to Morbius immediately after the panels that I just shown you. So there, we have this scenario where there's this big ship that is docked and you, you have all these other people that were on the ship that are basically saying, like, we got to kill him. He's killed too many of us. And then he, he breaks free and just kind of murders everybody. It's not, you don't very, very see Dracula everything. like. Yeah, yeah you don't really very, see it. It's implied kind of like, you know, like the terror in their eyes, like the, the different members of the crew. Like, it's done so well, like, you get the idea of what what, what happened on the ship, and then he jumps the ship and as you can see he swims to shore stepping on to shore there and sees what he thinks is this abandoned house that he can go and rest yeah. in and 
just like a vampire that looks like him walking up to this haunted house. It's like Salem's Lot and shit, man. Well, just too like how he uh, just kind of floats up and in as well. Like that, almost that... like you feel like you wouldn't hear any noise other than maybe the wind blowing. Like, yeah, it's but it, it would make for a, a nice shot in an animated series or even like a movie mm-hmm. or something to see like no sound, just wind, but you see the shadow just floating up and floating into this house. But I, I like the idea too, that they kind of keep some of the tropes involved with being a vampire. Like, obviously we'll get into it a little bit later that sunlight doesn't really affect him in the way that he's going to explode. It just sort of yeah. just drains his ability. And it, it's, it's fun. Like, you know, I mean, we, cause we have, you know, around at this time too, like Dracula is introduced in the Marvel universe, yeah. you know, sometime before this in the tomb of Dracula. So we've already got like the head honcho Dracula, which Spider-Man takes on in the comics as well. I think in one of the, um, uh, it's like kind of like a, a deluxe issue. It's like a um, oh damn it, it's 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 not not king size. I don't think maybe it is like a king size annual. It's not uh, or something something along those lines where it's like a, it's 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 a, a slightly bigger story. Yeah. It's a fun story. It takes place on a boat uh, where he takes on Dracula, but it's not like a direct like fisticuffs kind of thing. But yeah. we've already got Dracula, so it's nice that, that Morbius is a creation of science, essentially, as we'll get into later on. But um, so his He's not, he is a vampire, but different, which is yeah. good. That way you yeah. can have more fun with the character. Yeah, because and, I, I feel like if you kind of box him in too much in that, then you really have to figure out, well, all right, well, we're going to have to do this to avoid sunlight. Or if sunlight kills him that easily, then how does he continue to stay alive? You know, it, like there would be no means of escape. It's other than we could trap him here and wait until daylight and he's done. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's, which, you know, sometimes there it's, it's, it's fun to have those kind of like tropes with vampires, but it's also kind of nice to kind of mix it up a little bit. Yeah. And, um, I believe he ends up meeting with blade. I think at some point in the, I think because uh, uh, Morbius has like his right. own brief run of comics, uh, as yeah. well. Like it's like a yeah. small mini series and he does run into blade, uh, the, the, the 70s version of blade. I might have which to I would like at... have, I'll take a Marvel Legends version of that 70s blade any day, man. Yeah, well, I'm sure they'll make him at some point too. Like, yeah. yeah, he'll he'll be down the pike, I imagine. And I might have some of those standalone Morbius issues, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm just thinking of the standalone, the standalone Nightcrawler issue where he fights Morbius. Maybe. Uh, maybe I'm getting it backwards. Say. I'll have couldn't to. Say. I'll have to go and. I'm in the process now of actually organizing my collection, like. Here's here's your random Marvel stuff. Here's your random DC stuff. Here's Batman. Here's Superman. Uh, of course, I've already got my Fantastic Four shit laid out. Which Tyler, I wanted, I need to get a picture of it to send it to you. But my dad took grid paper and like cut it and then started filling it out in the little grids. So he's got the list completely. Yeah. So when I get an issue of it or if he finds one, he just fills it in. Oh so, god. So he's, so he's got a Fantastic Four comic checklist. And no one can just take go out there anyway. and be searching for you. Like, I'm sorry, people, but can can you think of anything else more you would want from a parent who's willing to go out and look for comics for you that you're missing? Right. I mean, it, it, if Nathan's dad isn't father of the well of the century, I don't I don't know what is. So <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there, make you a little jealous. 
Oh, you, you do such a good job, especially like going through his book, you know, boxes of books. Like, you know what this is? No, no. This is yeah. only the first appearance yeah. of Venom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the first appearance of Gwen Stacy. That's the first appearance of Tiger Shark. Oh, looks the first uh, issue of the Joker series. Like, eh, it's worth a lot of money. How about that? My dad would probably find that Secret Wars book for like four dollars somewhere. Yeah, I found out a yard sale. Yeah, some guy was like, oh, "I hate comics." <laughs> you know. Uh, God. But, you know, I am proud of the ones I've got. I've got some others in the other room over there, like some key issues as well. But Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah. You and, got... and trading cards, which I'm, I'm working uh, on getting Nathan into next. I, I already got some of them. I just got to find that I know he's got some, binder. but I'm trying yeah. to get him into getting Marvel Masterpieces Series yeah. 1, 2, and 3, Marvel no. Universe plus Series 2 and 3, maybe know. 4. We'll see. It'll probably happen eventually. Because we looked at the that one set, and it was only like 70 bucks for a complete set. I'm like, you know what? That's yeah. not bad. That's not terrible. Is, I mean, to me, that is the, the best-looking Marvel trading card series is that series one of Marvel Masterpieces. There's nothing that has come before or since that is has the kind of impact. Like I, can, I can just stand in this hallway and just look at those those beautiful paintings of all all the action going on. Yeah. You know, I wish yeah. I had more frames to display the whole set. But Someone needs to take some of those battle cards and if they haven't already and blow up the image and make it high res and turn those into prints. I actually have a poster of Wolverine versus Sabretooth and the is, Captain America versus Red Skull in my other room. Is that like official release or is that something no. that really? Some, some, and I, 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 I took a risk and bought it because I'm like, okay, the guy's got a pretty good reputation. And by God, the print is great. It looks fucking awesome. A Wolverine and Sabretooth. Yeah. He had Spider-Man and Venom, which to me was not, it's not as polished as the others, so I didn't buy that one. But he's also got blow-ups of certain uh, Spider-Man covers as well, like some of the Maximum Carnage covers, like yeah. like Part 4, I think. It's got uh, Do- uh, Deathlock and Venom and Spider-Man fighting Doppelganger, Carnage, and... Um, fuck, I can't remember what else I think. Did I there happen to be the one with Hulk and thing? Uh, I don't remember seeing that one, uh. but I haven't looked. It's been a, about a year ago. Okay. So... Well, but he, I, I, I was to... like Joe Jusco artwork on poster. I have to fucking own this. Yeah. And fortunately, the print I got it's right over there, and it <laughs> okay. is a beautiful print. I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll get the link from you later and see if these what all. Oh, God damn it! I'm gonna spend so much more money. All right. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. My my wallet's really happy about that. After this panel that we showed you here on the screen. We jump into Spider-Man. He's he's balls deep and trying to find a cure. And he's getting mad that none of this is working. And that's that's kind of when Morbius has been watching from where he's at. And that's that's when we have our first fight, which comes in at damn near the end of this book. Yeah. Like the very last four pages of this book. We get them and they're battling, which will bring up to one of the best parts, which I'll put up here on the screen first, but Tyler, was there anything that you wanted to talk about in regards to this first fight before I show off like the big splash page? You know, it's always good about a lot of the, uh, the, the older Spider-Man books too, is they always do such a great job of building up the villain. Like they, even if it's a villain that doesn't really amount to anything in the long run, because you know, they're creating new villains all the time and it's hard to figure out, you know, who's going to be popular with fans and who's going to be like, uh, is, is it this, this is the schemer. This is Willow Wisp. This is, you know, this is another forgotten D-list, you know, character. Except yeah. for the human fly. I like the human fly. Um, uh, 
I hate, we'll get back to the human fly, right? So when I went to one of the antique shops down there when I was checking out the comic shops and there was a shitload of human fly books. Is that something that comes highly recommended from you? Is there, can you tell me a little bit more about the human fly? I, I, I if it, like, if it's a series that I wouldn't even wear that. I just know there like, was, from... there were solo books of the human fly. I saw okay. like a bunch of them yesterday. Okay, I I could not tell you anything about those. I just know that from from childhood, um, Jim Lee X Men training cards. I got some right on display right over here. <laughs> oh, so, of course, yes, you I'm do. a big fan of those. Uh, big fan of those too. Um, but no, as a kid, like there were certain images of the '70s books that really stuck out in my mind, like the the Nightcrawler versus Spider Man issue number yeah. one sixty one. Yep. And the king size annual of Spider Man versus the Human Fly. I as a kid, that something about that cover, like. I remember seeing it, I think at LT's Comics, which Nathan was uh, uh, that a was, that, avid that, shopper That there. was my childhood comic shop. Yes. So I would go there and see certain 70s issues there. And to me, that was like seeing issue number three or four or five or six. Because like seeing 70s Spider-Man comics in the 90s was, was the big rage for me. And uh, I remember buying the same issue of 161. <coughs> Excuse me. Um and being so proud of that, but really wanting to issue the first appearance of the human fly. And he's only in a few issues of Spider-Man. I think he's killed yeah. off in the 80s. But uh, there's something about that character, like the color scheme, the yellow and green and black. Well, they and, actually changed his color scheme in his solo book. They made him uh, red and white. Yeah. He, and he looks kind of completely different. I actually, I have an image of that cover. I <clears throat> Google searched it really quickly that I could... Uh, bring up real fast let me do something else real fast too there we go and let me show put the pop this up on the screen get you all nostalgic make you want make you want to go buy this issue is it, that's the cover that's right there yeah yeah i couldn't find a higher res one in, yeah, in my quick that, google that, search that that cover i just i just absolutely love that i fell in love with the character knowing nothing of him and yeah. did not getting to actually see and read the book till many, many years later. But I just remember thinking that was such an epic looking cover. Um, and I'm thankfully, um, I'm glad Hasbro's releasing the human fly and, and legend. Really? Form, so, yeah. Oh, okay. Let me show you this. What the, the, this is what he looked like in his solo books. A bit of a downgrade, I would say. Say, I don't even wonder if that's even the same character. It might not be. I can't imagine this is the same character because that looks like a that looks like a heroic character. And yeah, that, but at the, that's clearly a villain. Yeah, but it's both Marvel. Hmm. Why do that then? I mean, they've got multiple versions of the devil. They've got um, yeah, that's true. Uh, so I I I could see it as just like, hey, let's just create a new hero. And I, I mean, obviously that one didn't take, but it's not like the human fly villain became a staple he's like a, a d-list character but he's a personal favorite of mine much like that in uh rocket racer <laughs> you know the that, uh, that character i have never heard of either yeah if you do a quick google for him he was another one i, I remember seeing in lt's comics and like oh man rocket racer <laughs> he even shows up in the animated series of spider-man in the 90s like holy shit there's rocket racer well i found uh the issue here issue 172 that he is in that I can pop up on the screen here. Get that loaded up. Yeah, right there. Yeah, there's Rocket Racer <laughs> in his first appearance. <laughs> 
and it, it's not it's a he's barely in the book he's only in like the first few pages and then spider-man takes him out so no all right he, he, he comes back in a couple of other appearances and then he ends up joining him in like uh like a small faction group along with like puma and the prowler and i think it usually makes sense that some of those smaller characters that would come and go you would just pair them up with others and yeah. form a, a group over time. I, i'm always about factions and and, and, and team up you know yeah groups. Like, I, you know it's, it's kind of cool i love those yeah, Frightful Four and the Wrecking Crew are two of my, oh, two of my God, favorites. Yeah. So maybe we have, to, we have to cover some Wrecking Crew stuff, man. At some yeah, point. I would like to actually cover a Thor book that that involves the Wrecker. Oh, well, I was going to say we could do the, the first wrecking. appearance or the first time he fights the Wrecking Crew as a group. Hmm. Uh, we could just do both. <laughs> yeah, we do. I got those on display in the other room. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> I do have. Um, I, sorry <clears throat> that we. We keep diverting, but hey, it's still comic. Though. It's still comic, so fuck you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right here. <clears throat> I'll say save this and also well, where's my water. Oh, where's my water? Actually, I'll just you know what? Let's just do this. So much easier than doing the. Uh, you'll you'll see the bigger image there. The wrath of the wrecker. Maybe we can talk about that one one day too. Issue oh, one. God, yeah. Yeah, one seventy one. Classic four. Kirby stuff there, man. Yeah, it's a great cover. I actually own this issue. So yeah, because uh, Thor, Thor, classic Thor. <clears throat> excuse me, has got some amazing covers. I mean, yeah, just... it re it really does. <coughs> I said I'm having the worst time just clearing my throat. Ah, uh, no, you're good. And this water's hopefully. I, well, I was I was trying to like swipe the thing over to that I could just manually have muted your mic. You could do that too if you wanted to, instead of just trying to pull your earbuds out. Oh yeah, yeah. I just need to get in the habit of that. This is not yeah. going to be a recurring thing; it's I, just for right now. So yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We gotta, we gotta get you used to the new, uh, the style and doing the streamyard thing and all that yeah. stuff. Hey, we got the simple tricks. Which Thank hey, you, John, John. Which today's Thursday. I hope you you guys made it to PowerCon in one piece and didn't have too much trouble getting there. Because that will be this weekend. Okay, you didn't but, see a gremlin on the side of the plane or anything like that, uh, right? Let's uh, let's jump back into the thing you're talking about. What you love the most about uh, fight scenes and in the '70s? Because you were starting yeah, to they, talk they, about that before. Yeah, they do. They always make sure that the villains are put over. That Spider-Man is not just coming right in and bearing, you know, yeah. the new villain of, of, of the month. And, Unless it's you know, Rocket Racer. Yeah, Rocket Racer doesn't last too damn long. <laughs> You know, at least Human Fly makes it to the very end before he's yeah. beaten. Rocket Race is taking up pretty damn quick. Yeah. Well, it's uh, like you said, they make a good point to to say, well, they do in a, in a way kind of bring it down just a couple notches because they, they always have them kind of explain that, oh, man, I, I'm not like quite myself. I'm, I'm, I've been working on this for the past couple of days. I'm a little yeah, tired. Or, you know? or like his shoulders are sore, you know, hurt, you know, it's, oh, it's still messed up from that thing, you know, that, that fight with the rhino, you know, yeah. and they, the editor's note two issues back yeah you know, <laughs> yeah. or something like that but still like you know as, as we're looking at this <clears throat> i think it would have been awesome to have at least seen one issue between um so making this 102 technically of spider-man still stuck in his costume unable to take it off but actually has to fight crime in new york as the six-armed spider-man yeah like seeing with the response of, of bank robbers or, or like the shocker or someone who's like, you're not Spider-Man. Yeah. You may move like Spider-Man, but you six arms? Like, what is, what is this freak show? You know, and like Spider-Man actually using all six arms to knock the hell out of like, 
you know, a, a tag team of like the Shocker and I don't know, hell, like I don't know, like Sandman or something like that, you know, yeah. or just or seen Doctor Octopus take on a six arm Spider Man. Now, how fucking brilliant would that have been? Uh, that was another question that I had for you. Was this a thing? Was this used more than once, or is this we just see the six arm Spider Man here and we never see it again? That's it. Interesting. Yeah. I figured at least somehow they would have come back to it just because it's visually such. Uh, I, and it's you even see it in the next issue how they could use the silhouette that, as you were talking about, could scare the thugs and freak them yeah. out a little more. You know, the saying it's like that's not Spider Man. This is a new. This something weirds going on, which they kind of allude to in the next issue. But that's kind of weird that they never circle back around to that idea of a six arm Spider Man. Yeah, it, makes it, it even more really enticing cool to... for me to want to blow more money and buy that Marvel Legend. <laughs> Well, that's what we do. If I can't afford it, I'm going to live vicariously through Yeah, he lives vicariously through me. It's like, oh, yeah. that's why when he texts me, he's like, what did you buy? You bought anything lately? And that's when I'll, I'll just screenshot the fucking eBay purchase thing like I did with the X-Men Marvel Legends. Yeah. I was like, well, look at this. I bought I the, was, the old Banshee. We just, we just gave him the rating. He, to his credit, he started reading X-Men after Giants as X-Men number one. Yeah, so that, that, the, the, that's where the I wanted to team. start. That's where <clears> I wanted to start. Now, eventually, I'll go back and start from the beginning and go from there. But I have the general gist of it. But I, I yeah. really wanted to start at that second team because I've always enjoyed well, Nightcrawler that, I mean, a lot. I mean, that's, that, that team, too, is is hard to beat in general in the, in yeah. the history of the X-Men. Now, I will say the 90s X-Men, is you could be argued as like the definitive version. But th this... Post giant size X Men number one, even though Sunfire and Warpath or, or Thunderbird, excuse me, are only in it for a very short period. As yeah. a, as a visual, seeing all of them together, it's yeah. hard to beat that group of the X Men. I yeah. mean, cause you've got the staples, but like Banshee and Sunfire and Warpath, which I, I, I really I might, wish they had stuck around longer. I might at the end of the show treat everyone since i have my cell phone here which is how i'm flipping through the comics in the context of uh keeping the show paced out maybe at the end i'll i'll join in on my phone i'll full screen on my phone and i'll go and show everyone my marvel legends shelf that i finally got organized properly again see well, people you were giving you bonus content for bonus free content here. yeah and also too i i want to stress that the reason the bonus content is happening is because i had last week off which i went on an actual vacation out of state and then this week off where i've pretty much been doing nothing and i'm gonna go to work next week and be like oh i should have done more shit but yeah that's the reason why you guys are getting so much content this week so don't expect like four yeah, yeah. four things we like this, every week it has to be on typically on a sunday night so we're, yeah. we're gonna have to work a, a comics yeah. discussion in or, on sundays but... or or i might be able to uh pull some of tyler's toes and maybe do something on a saturday every now and again well, i guess we'll probably, it would have to be on a saturday where nathan doesn't have to work overtime or something like yeah, that too yeah. Yeah, you know, but I, I figure like if we're like talking thirty at night or something, we're like talking that. comics. Tyler's going to be, ah, hey man, yeah, I'm all into it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I but typically, like, come nine o'clock, even on the weekends, like, oh, oh yeah, he, he's, bed, yeah, he's tired and he's got to go to bed. Yeah. Um, so during this fight, the, also another panel I didn't show here is a really cool shot of Morbius going for his throat with his fangs, like he's on yeah. top of him. He he's he's going for the jugular, which. Leads us to this part right here, which is beautifully drawn. I love this a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, wrong image. My bad. 
Did I not? There, there we go. Sorry. That I, one okay. Was, that was, was in the next issue. That, my bad. My bad. Okay, maybe you're talking I mean, about something else. No, there. no, no, no. That's beautiful too. But here we go. I love this shot as well. Yeah, the, the Gill's splash. Gill did some of the best splash pages. I mean, of course, I, the the art, the colorist on this, which escapes me at the moment. Um, but all the ones that Gill illustrated have, have got such. I mean, this is poster quality, like with, yes. with the with the moon shining through the window and this haunt, haunted house, the shadow of Spider Man falling down. I mean, it is. It's it's beautiful. It's it's it's. God, I wish Gil Kane was still with us today. Oh my God! Well, I, I mean, wish it's... a lot of them still were because it, it, it's sad for me getting into it and seeing these artists and then looking them up and only to find out that they passed away a couple of years ago. In some cases, mm-hmm. it's been way longer than that. But it bugs yeah. me out. Just like, oh man, it, it kind of makes me have that regret of I do kind of wish I had gotten back into comics again earlier, like. 15 years earlier and we could have started, we could have went to some of these comic conventions mm-hmm. like proper comic cons, not just the pop. Now, well, hey, stuff. look, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my, my, my captain Jack Sparrow outfit. You want a picture with me for my Instagram? No, fuck you. Yeah. You know, people who actually go to buy comics, talk comics, talk to people who worked in comics, you know, what yes. the whole purpose of a comic book convention is supposed to be. Yeah. So, Yeah. But yeah, it, it makes me it makes me bummed in some cases. I'm like, well, I could have met that guy. I could have met that guy. But that also plays in the thing. It's like there, there's a con nearest this weekend. And right now I'm just kind of like, am I going to go? I don't know. Well, I ain't got the money to go. But... Yeah, that was part of the thing, too. I spent so much money on <laughs> Marvel Legends and shit. I'm like, plus the amount of people that are probably going to be there. I, I would much prefer just going to a comic shop with not many yeah. people and just perusing around and looking for myself and you know, well, plus the one we're talking about will happen again in February. You know, yeah. maybe we can get it together and after like and two, two, two attempts and try and go. If we, go if we, if we just if we just start saving money now and just start switching to ramen noodles for our dinners, we might be yes, able to we, save you know, up. We live to like you know the bomb almighty. Yeah. You know, we can we can afford to you know live like him, uh, or just maybe we just we go go there and and beg you know or tell everyone how poor we are. They'll let us yeah. in for free. We go up to you know Jerry Conway because he comes back this time and actually makes it. We tell him how poor we are and yeah, you know like, all I have all I a, have is this issue, that's okay. and this issue, and this. Have issue. this first just... appearance of Punisher. It's fine. Yeah, here, here, guys. Like, yeah. Oh, God bless you, sir. You know, they're like, what an idiot. You know, <laughs> that's how Joe gets so, away with it. Yeah, he he knows what he's doing. He tries to be all humble and shit. Got to yeah. hear the the maniacal laugh he does, like when we're all off air. Oh, when we're all off air, he's that's what he says. He's like, "Hey, you remember when I told everybody to this?" Ha 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 He's rubbing his nipples and everything, you know. Yeah. All this free shit. Ha 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 Joe, we always got to rag on him a little bit, even when he's not yeah, here. He's always here with us in spirit. Yeah, always in spirit. Um, yeah. After that beautiful page, we have Doctor Connors. Walking in and realizing what is going on, he's like, "Good Lord!" And it, it kind of comes to pass. Is it is it right here, or maybe it was earlier, or it might be in the next issue? I don't know because I just read him back to back. Where it's pretty much established at a certain point that Doc Connors has an idea of who he is, but can't remember. And Spider Man too. Spider Man has an English like that name, or you know, he looks familiar. I can't place. Yeah, him. I mean, and then it's because with the mindset of the lizard, like always goes back and forth. Like when he becomes a lizard, he just yeah. sees Spider Man. He doesn't see yeah. Spider Man, my friend. You know, of course we will see a, a a 
Jekyll and Hyde kind of con con confliction mentally in, in uh, 102. Which I really liked. And I'll, I'll yes. go ahead and, and pop this up. So when Doc Connors comes in and Morbius starts attacking him, much like oh, the whole, shit. it sets him in to turning into the lizard, which puts us into Spider-Man coming too. And I just love how this issue ends. Or Spider-Man, you see the looking around. Oh, no, oh, shit. You know, like, like what am I, what am I into oh, now? Shit, what? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And, and and I and what what is awesome that I I didn't read the very bottom of this either when I went into 102. So mm -hmm. it said the first double size double action issue of Spider-Man, right? So I'm like, all right, we're moving into 102, which I'll pop this back in so you guys can look at the cover again. And I start flipping through it. And sometimes when I start the the comics out, I'll um I'll tap on the screen just to see how many pages are in there. And I'm like, 36? There's 36 pages? So I didn't read the very, very bottom of that, which was dumb of me. But I can't imagine being a kid back then and being super into this and seeing how that ended, seeing that at the bottom, knowing it's going to be a double issue, and then having to wait a month for it to come out. But then you only pay 25 cents for it. Yeah, that's true. It, it wasn't like the, the king size annual or, or a giant size or something like that. It was a slight increase, but yeah. Um, but another wonderful cover, which I am the proud owner of this one, because that's about as close I'm going to get the or uh, the first appearance of Morbus. Is I feel like I'm second place, the second place uh, second appearance collector because I got the second appearance of Juggernaut. I got the you know second appearance of Morbus. I got the um, well the kind of half appearance of Venom. I don't have the first first full appearance, but it's like. Never quite there. I do have the first appearance of Sabretooth. That's probably that and Sora. Like my probably my my, prou my proudest first appearances. But. Let's see. I got Rhino and Juggernaut and Venom mm -hmm. and uh, a, a little character. I don't I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not. Uh, Wolverine. <laughs> hey, look, 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 look who joined us. Well, how about that? Uh, it's the corrector. Yeah, the corrector is here. Comic book art back then is so much better than today. So often these days, you see crud that uses fancy Photoshop coloring as a crutch. I would agree Absolutely. with that. Absolutely. It yeah. is fucking ugly, man. Doesn't matter if you're picking up Spider-Man, Batman, no matter what. It is fucking horrible. It's lazy. There's no there's no inspiration. The color is muted. It's Everyone's trying to be all dark and grim. Like, you can be dark, but, you know, you can be beautiful, vibrant, and still tell kick-ass action stories, but everything is giant story arc whereas this is two two issues of a story you move on to the next one yeah you know everything now it goes on for a fucking year because we got to have the big event for the variant covers and, well, I, and that was the thing too like yeah big events happened back then but they were so sporadic and spread out or it, that... it's an issue or two issues like not not really until secret wars was like the first big big thing yeah, yeah. that and along with you know crisis on infinite earths but still like and that was just born out of like trying to help trying to sell the Mattel toy line. Like yeah. it was not, you know, that that's the whole reason behind it. But it's like knowing all these great stories that we celebrate, and that goes for DC as well, are told in one or two issues, maybe three at most. Yeah. And that is it. Now everyone we don't know how to tell a great story unless we have twelve issues to do it. I'm sorry, how about you could talk to Stan Lee or Rory Thomas and Jerry Conway, you know, and all these other greats who wrote and you're going to tell them, uh, how do you tell a great story and not do it in 12 issues? Right. Uh, sign of the times. I mean, it kind of started in the nineties more. They were starting to, I, I, the nineties is what really triggered it. The death of Superman's what really started that whole thing. It's like, let's start killing people off. Let's start having these multi-issue 
arcs. Yeah, Nightfall, and then we have the Clone Saga, Maximum Carnage. Yeah, which you know, Heroes you know, Reborn. Which, granted, in their own way, some of those are good, and so it's a hit and misses altogether there. But uh, I get it. I mean, uh, Maximum the, the, Carnage has like its moments, but overall, like as an adult, as a kid, I thought it was fucking awesome. Now, as an adult, I'm like, oh god, this is just not. It has moments. There's some great team ups which feature Morbius. Yeah, you know, but never, uh, uh, never read it. We'll get to it eventually one day. I love the video game though. It, it was all right for what it was for an LJN game. It was, it was yeah. all right. <laughs> um, I love so, the commercial for Maximum Carnage. Like the commercial was really cool. Do you remember the commercial? I do not. Uh, where it's it's this black and white footage of people in New York and running, and you gradually see the the sky turning red. And you see tendrils, and it looks up, and it's carnage like closing in over New York. Like, holy hmm. shit, man! Like, that's like maximum carnage for that would be our, I, I, There's it's part of me YouTube. that I know. There's part of me that thought about pulling it up on YouTube, sharing the screen, and doing that. But I'm kind of conflicted because I don't know like copyrights and stuff on here how that works. If we pull yeah, that, we don't want to get sued. Don't want to get sued. But the beginning of this issue, which also was another page that I didn't save that I probably should have. It's very can, classic, and like I, the I webbing just, and the two villains closing in. Yeah, like, I'll just try to show it right there for everybody yeah. at home. So it's an awesome actually, triple threat. Let me let me make my screen bigger here. There we go, so you can see that a little bit better. But yeah, it's just Morbius looming. There's ahead. another poster right there. That's yeah, a poster. that that would yeah that would be awesome. A nice 11, 11 by seventeen print. No yeah, that's a, just no, the illustration of yeah, just the illustration. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an 11 by 17 would be the way to go with all of these, I think. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. you could have your 24 by 36 posters, sure. But I think 11 by 17 would be a good good size for these to have yeah. on the wall, especially for the space. You could fit more on the wall yeah. if, you, if you do it that And way. there's something very prestigious about 11 by 17 comic book print. Yeah. You know, I've got some on my fridge, you know, and it's just something fun about those that it's more, I, I don't know, it's not as like loud as like a giant print, like a 24 by 36. But an eight by ten is too small for a comic book print. Like eleven by seventeen is big and prominent and really shows the impact of the artwork. Yes, I think. I would agree with that. Yeah, I need to get. Hopefully, more you all of, at home do as well. I need to get the comic frame that, or more of those comic frames because I do have some in the basement that I was going to put GI Joe comics in and put around mm -hmm. a GI Joe display, but then I changed the spacing that I had. So maybe I'll take some of those, frame some and of my favorite comics, also, find a space, and those frames. Also work for great for displaying trading cards. Oh yeah, yeah, great. No, yeah. no, I'm serious. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I, not doing this to show off, but I'm no, no, like, no. I thought this was the thing is like you're, you're trying to get me to start oh, buying. No, all no, the no. Cards. But I'm saying like, you know, it's it's hard to find ways to display trading cards, but just getting like the little uh like trading card like pocket like plastic sleeves and just like lining them up like that. Yeah. And you could display any nine cards you want in a in a nice nice frame like that, you know. So. If you have like in the, the the Marvel Flare cards, or the Marvel Universe, or the the Skybox, you know, uh, masterpieces uh, yeah. from like the Hildebrands, you know, it's so many fun fun ways you could display trading cards as well. So not just comics. I'll probably end up. Buying I know we're all over the cars. place here, people, but you know what? We got a long journey ahead of us. Uh, so. I'll, I'll probably be buying some of those cars. Not tonight. Not by the end <laughs> of this week. Well, maybe, maybe this weekend. You know how that goes. No, you'll get you'll get drunk tonight. Like, oh man. I have no idea what's going on. I bought, yeah. I bought series one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I yeah, I'll, have series one. I'll wake up the next morning and be like, did I drunk buy anything? Oh, damn it. Well, there that is. Um, 
we had a brief fight at the end of issue 101, but here to start 102, you, you get a decent amount of fighting going on for at least, let's see, three, four, five, about five pages worth of fighting. It's going to yeah, happen. And it's like, here. it's just nothing but Morbis and Lizard beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and, really going at it, like it's, it's punch, kick, swing, you know, I mean, there it's, it's, and Spider-Man's just sitting there watching because he's just, yeah. try, just trying to recover from the fight. Well, yeah, he's trying to re- reorient himself with what exactly is happening, but also just processing this fight as it's going on and trying to figure out a strategic way of when to jump in or what he needs to do. And that, that time comes when Morbius throws Lizard into... It's... What is he... Uh, it, it pretty much it's it's a um it's electrical equipment that just you know pretty yeah. much just shocks the did hell he, out of him did he have a name for it it says here i was right the lizard's been belted into one of the docks from dots from from dots i i'm sorry i don't know what that is i didn't yeah I've never known what that is so yeah so I, you just have to take it whatever it is you're you know. just gonna you just kind of take it. it had a lot of voltage shocks the shit out of him and then he falls into some water at which point Morbius pulls him out and he's going to to bite him as well. And we think at the time that Spider-Man has stopped him as Morbius starts to fly away. And we see him, uh, we see Morbius flying away. But that's also when we get this aspect that's the Jekyll and Hyde, but in a different way too, that Tyler's talking about, that Doc Connors is still mostly there when he's in lizard form and not just complete. I want to kill Spider-Man mode, which is I'm assuming that this is different because we find out here in a couple pages before I show up one of the, uh, once we get into part two of this book, that Morbius's bite is the reasoning for this happening. Yeah. Was this anything that that was also got a, they think it's a, a certain enzyme in Morbius's blood that is triggering this kind of back and forth effect, but ultimately it does have a positive effect if used properly. Yeah. Um, based on the, the science of Michael Morbius, because they're, 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 I think that when they realize it's, it's the prominent scientist. And that, Michael yeah, the, this is when they find out who it is. And that's when he's like, it's Michael Morbius and Spider-Man's like the Nobel peace prize or the Nobel prize winner. And it's like, yeah. So then that's that's when we take a break from that bit of story, which I, I thought was really cool to do. And now we're going to right here as I prematurely had popped this on the screen earlier when I meant to put <laughs> something else. But here is part two of the book where we're going to get the origin of Morbius. Which I I would assume. I think that's why I'm curious to one day go and watch the movie because I would be curious to see how much of this they actually used in the film, which I imagine isn't much. <laughs> yeah, because you know Sony still doesn't get it that you know well let's let's just take the character fuck the origin story because you know fans don't want to see the actual original content because we're after the the people who don't know anything about comic books and just go to Hot Topic buy a T-shirt and say they're a fan. That's our audience, <laughs> right? Um, so. I don't know why they continue, and knowing that they wanted to do Black Cat, Silver Sable, and back then the Sinister Six movie back in the day, like, 
I wish they just stop. Like you have a hot commodity, but we gotta we gotta make Craven the Hunter a good guy because we're fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> we can't make a movie about a bad guy. Who's gonna go see a movie about a bad guy? Uh, Terminator. Oh. oh, well, that's the thing. They shouldn't be making like solo villain movies. You know, they I should be making. It was, a, it was a stupid idea to begin with. They should be making Spider-Man movies, incorporating these villains. It would be so easy to have six individual Spider-Man movies with him fighting these villains and then have another movie where they team up together to go against Spider-Man. It pretty much writes itself, but I mean, yeah. And, but Sony just can't seem to get their head out of their own ass. Yeah. But this would also, if you took out all of the, the text would make a beautiful print. I would, uh, cause I, I just really like oh, that. God, yeah. Yeah. Just him leaning back the way his eyes are, how how it's presented so you almost, you almost feel like that gil came is probably inspired by some jack kirby artwork when you look yes at this. yeah yeah you can you can kind of see hints of that in there which i wish more people would have implemented more of or shit even do it today i don't know kevin, how much kevin, of it is done kevin today, if you're in the I'm, chat room uh, get, get on that shit yeah Get on it if you're if you're still watching and still listening. Yeah. But what, was there any big takeaways for you from this origin story of Morbius? As we I go mean, through uh, this, outside that you know you you're you're pretty, it's setting up that he's not a bad guy, which I can appreciate. But the Morbius character stays a villain pretty prominently, you yes. know, during his time with Spider-Man until the '90s when he's brought back and he's using his. Uh, side effect as a vampire for for fighting crime like he only takes out criminals yeah you know he feeds on criminals which i'm like that's that's a pretty badass idea which i think that show forever night you remember that vampire cop show was on usa back in the 90s no no i never watched it but it was i guess kind of interesting but maybe it's kind of in that regard but uh that's why i felt like you know it's even though we we see here that he's a he's not a bad person and this was not like oh they they laughed at me and now I'm going to become a vampire and I'm going to yeah. you know eat you know suck the blood like that's not no. the case here. But he's dying and he's trying to find a cure. Yeah, essentially. And I don't think so, it's specified here what is what he's dying of or from. No, it's just but, that he's terminally ill. And you know what? You could anyone reading this who may have known. I mean, it, it's just like it it can makes it relatable if you know somebody if you're if you were if you were a child diagnosed with something and you see this. And, or, or just you know what? Maybe it's really it, it's it's incon- inconsequential. Excuse me, it's it's irrelevant. You know, he's just dying, and that's all you really need to know. So, um, and knowing it, you know, all this takes place at sea. Like, I just loved all the constant Dracula references. You know, all this stuff taking place on which uh, I, I just there's something fun about all these these things taking place at sea. You know, it's uh, if only it's like Submariner got involved somehow. Like he comes aboard and like what the fuck's going on here yeah that would be cool but at yeah. the same time it might be too many characters thrown in at it, once. it would be you know because you know don't take much to make submariner pop up but uh yeah. but uh, just seeing all this going down and it's just uh, a really bad effect but that this side effect like he is aware of what he's doing and will learn you know struggles with it but he still stays a villain for a, a good while um and then I don't think the character. Now, I don't. I do not claim to know everything about Spider-Man. I have not read every book, but the Morbius character, like you know, is around for. A, you know, he's in, uh, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, the um, Marvel team-up books. I know he shows up in there. 
Um, so, and he is portrayed kind of the same way. Like Jerry Conway writes him as well because he was buddies with Roy Thomas and writes him in like several issues of Peter Parker, um, The Spectacular Spider-Man, where Human Torch gets involved. He goes after Glory Grant, um, beautiful black girl. And, um, but he's still portrayed as this, as this monster who is strictly out to feed. He knows it's wrong, but it's like he's still doing it. He's, he's still going after it. And um, so I'm not sure when the character fades out and in, 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 in out of the lineup, you know, but I know he's, he's brought back prominently in the 90s and he's featured in Spider-Man crossovers. He's featured heavily in the Maximum Carnage uh, story arc. I think he's brought back in like uh, and used in like the Midnight Suns storyline that brings together like Ghost Rider, the Night Stalkers with Blade, um, Johnny Blaze. So a lot of the kind of more supernatural based characters like that's when Morbius kind of comes in. I think he looks fucking awesome. Like Morbius with like the long black hair, the long cape. He has kind of like this leather outfit. I almost kind of, uh, I got this more of a masterpiece right here. It's kind of like a, like a, a dark blue. I mean, it's just, it's just beautiful. Like he just yeah. looks awesome. You look at the first, the first issue of the Morbius book in the nineties, like that cover is very badass. Um, well, that's um, cause you were showing me, uh, cause I have the, the Marvel legend that looks more the 70s style. And you yeah. have the Marvel legend of the, the style the that you were talking about here. Um, I'm kind of not digging that one as much, but maybe if I see it in comic book form, it would do more for me. Uh, well, we'll look real quick. Look at Morbius number one from like 1990, I think. I okay. just want just just the just the cover, like, and just just to kind of give you context, like what it's really based on, or his appearances in Maximum Carnage, also. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I see yeah. what you got here. Yeah. Which? Huh. That's a. I'll just let's do this right here. Uh. Also, too, there was a, a thunderstorm, I think, rolling by close next. So I hear like the thunder and stuff, too. So I was like, uh, but yeah, I uh, see what you're seeing, like right there. That's what you're talking yeah. about, right? Yep, that's it right there. Like, that's oh. beautiful. It's and hey, here, here we go. There's oh, look, the, oh, man, look, how, look how fucking evil that is. Yeah. Yeah, I get why they had to God. do it. All right. Uh, I mean, see, that, that, there, this looks okay. That's Joe Jusco's artwork right there from all the masterpieces. So, yes, that's that's. Morbius in his absolute glory. Like you won't find a better version of Morbius that's not seventies based right. than the one that Joe did. Jeez. In my humble opinion, of course. Um going back into this, with him not necessarily being a bad guy here, but like you, you kind of see that he, he's had the intentions sort of the whole time of having those tendencies. Yeah. Is there any takeaway from this that you think is it is it too cliche that it's he's got something going on and he's got a, a spouse, girlfriend, whatever that he's trying to keep something from, and then ultimately it just backfires on everybody involved? And the, is that an all right or is this an okay origin story for Morbius? Or would I, you I, for, prefer for me? Yes, else? because we we you know. It, it's cool that at least he's portrayed as a constant threat, you know, during his yeah. initial run. He's, he's not a redeeming character. We just know that he's, he struggles with it, but he still succumbs to attacking men and women and thinks nothing of it. And is okay, good. I've got my fix. I will go rest now. You know, he does it out of necessity, but like when you see him attack the bum, 
in the streets. He talks to Joe Amato here in the streets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was probably yeah. a panel I should have uh, saved and put up, too. Well, I mean, even before that, he, he kills... He kills his, his best friend. He kills his best friend, who's been there for him, I imagine, since the beginning. Yeah. And I, I, is, I don't know if that's something that gets more detail oriented, like down the road that they explain more of their relationship uh, or. No, it's it's pretty much like these characters are kind of established to set up the tragedy of the character. OK, because after that, he is strictly he's on the loose, you know, fighting man, wolf and Spider-Man at the same time. Or he's strictly just a, a creature of the night that Spider-Man runs into and is like, oh, shit, it's Morbius again. You know, so it's but, that's, it's pretty much cut and dry. But I mean, just right here when he has that first or this test and just essentially goes and rest for a minute and then kills his best friend. He has just that that smidge of sort of what was left of him in the past of the humanity that he had of, Oh, I just killed my friend. And then that just immediately goes away. And he's like, I thirst for more blood essentially. And that, that's why I feel like they're really trying to push that. He's a tragic character, but he's still a villain. Yeah. You know, he, he does add necessity, but it's like, you don't want to like really push the envelope that, Oh, let's feel, let's, I feel so bad for the character. Like, yeah, in this moment, sure. He kills his best friend, but yeah. then he takes off. And he's essentially, he's become. Which I imagine this is what we're getting. That's what we would get a lot of in the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure movie. anybody in the chat room that has watched Morbius would probably agree with such or say something at some point, which if it pops up in there, I'll put it up on the screen. But like I said, I, I'll give the movie a fair shake. I'm not expecting anything. It's probably going to be garbage, but I, one day, one day. When Nathan is completely as bored out of his mind and has had a little too much alcohol, yeah, <laughs> he'll he'll succumb to Jared Morbius. Leto in his yeah. finest performance. And ever. you know, I, and I'll make sure to make it a point. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's better than his fucking Joker. I'll uh, I'll toast to the screen and I'll I'll do the meme thing and I'll say it's Morbin time and I'll take a big old drink and then we'll we'll see where it takes me. Really? But but yeah, he he kills a bum. As soon as he gets there, well, no, not not as soon as he he get, he, he makes it there. He's and sleeping and then wakes he's up. He's sleeping and and Joe Amato came and woke him up. So it's all Joe Amato. He's like, I'm in the mood for Italiano. Yeah, but I or it's fake, funny a, a fake authentic Ital Italiano. <laughs> it's funny that the bum has the dialogue. Filthy hippies ever since they blew into town. An honest guy can't bum a nickel in this bird. They're too busy hitting the the touches up for a quarter. Might as well. It sounds a lot like Joe. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and but once again, guess... th this isn't also um, the biting. The biting is also implied. Like he's attacked, and there's the the yes, and then we it's you know transition. And we're into a phone ringing, and uh, it's a TV news service. They're getting a ton mm -hmm. of calls now. That you know, there's there's a bum that's that's dead, and uh, there's. Uh, what's it say here? A prowler, a hundred arms. I mean, that's when we get the silhouette shot, which I I didn't yeah. uh, didn't put up here. Yeah, that will focus maybe. Right maybe there not. in the bottom corner. Yeah, in the, the yeah in the bottom corner over there. That lizard is with Spider Man, which I think I do. I have. 
Do I have this image? I do have I'm, this image. Uh, there look at that go. beautiful splash page there, people. Look at it. And we have a Spider-Man trying to figure out, uh, monologuing within his own mind of how oh, then what? What's Doc Connors going to do? How long? How much longer do I got in this? And it turns out he doesn't have much longer because that whole Jekyll and Hyde thing's really coming into full force. Like it's reaching the point where there's not much Doc Connors left in Lizard, and that's when he's like, "No, fuck this," and he. <laughs> Breaks away, and Spider-Man's like, you idiot. You're just going to fall to your death. So he ends up saving him, and then so when Doc Connors is still there, he's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. We haven't much time, pretty much. Yeah, because if, if this was the cartoon, that's, that would be when the, the commercial, commercial break. break. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, my God, Dr. Connors. Fade to black. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, man. And they're like, oh, my God, is he going to die? No, I'm a fucking kid. I'm not stupid. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Some of that shit pulled me in when I was good, especially with the for whatever reason the Batman sixty series did that for me a lot. Well, Batman sixty series and the animated series of Batman is one thing, but yeah, Spider Man animated series by that point, I'm like, would you stop acting like Spider Man's gonna die like the minute you go in for the first two two minutes of the cartoon? So they they pretty much did it in a way that was just so predictable, much like wrestling these days, where someone does a dive to the outside, you know, there's gonna be a commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And when you when you do that at the beginning of the show, I'm sorry we have more show to go. Yeah, you tell them that Spider Man dies, and they're like, no, like it was. It's just I don't, I heard that there was like a lot of drama and silly bullshit going on with the Spider Man show too. But it is, I mean, like some of the visual designs look pretty cool in the show. Like Doctor Octopus looks good. I like Shocker and Scorpion and Rhino and Chameleon was really cool, even though he doesn't talk, which is bullshit. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, Red Skull's in it, uh, Vulture's in it. I don't know. That show sucks. <laughs> I, I did like the Insidious Six, though. That that was cool. It wasn't yeah. like the 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 basic Sinister Six, but it was it was a cool group. Which I always freak out when I see the Sinister Six in general, even if it's like a different roster of of the characters. No, I, yeah, I always yeah, that, I always that freak sense. out about that. Yeah, I think if there was. I imagine there's probably going to be a new Spider-Man animated show soon because they've been coming out with so many the last 20 years, which the only one the, the true standout to me is Spectacular Spider-Man. Yep. Um, even if you're not a fan of the the look at first. Hey, I at feel, least it's classic. It's still 2D animation. It's not 3D yeah, bullshit. But story, story-wise, it's very strong. Oh, and God, that, that, awesome. That's what and sucks good me. Good fights. Yes, very good fights. And, and I will say... And I, I, I don't know if I've ever told Nathan this, but Robert England plays the Vulture in Spectacular Spider-Man. Well, yeah. That's not what I'm... No, I'm not saying that. Okay. I would love to see Robert England play a live-action Vulture. Because, damn it, he looks like the Vulture. Like, yeah. He's not bald, but he has a very kind of Vulture-like face quality, especially and, at his age now. Yeah. Like, seeing him as the menacing Vulture, you know, a guy who's like, you know... Probably well, bothered about his age, but also is like, yeah, like Michael you know, Keaton. Well, I like Michael Keaton as the Vulture, but I still like like Robert the old England, school. Yeah. Well, like I just think Robert Eng would play him as as a complete villain. Like he's not being played as someone that you're supposed to side with or be sympathetic to. Even though Michael Keaton plays him as an asshole. Yeah. But like playing, not, but we, my Keaton's uh, Vulture is a family man. Adrian yeah. Toomes' Robert England version would be like. He is the the solo vulture. He has he's no family. His flight suit is, you know, to say fuck society. I'm going to take whatever I want, 
just because I'm old doesn't mean I can't do great things and take whatever I want and become a dominant force in New York. Yeah. You know, I just feel like the visual look of Robert England. It, it, yeah, it would work. But at his age now, it might be a little difficult. I think but he would that's, like that's to what do I'm it. Saying, at his age now, I like the idea of him playing the vulture because the vulture is an old man. Oh well, yeah, but I'm saying at his age now, I don't know if Robert England would feel like up to. I don't know. The money would probably be good enough for him to be like, hey, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, at least you would. He wouldn't have to cover his face up in makeup yeah. or anything like that. He's that's playing. True. You know, he just would have to wear a, a suit for like close-ups and things like that, and CGI yeah. would do all the rest. But 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 I still like Keaton. That was the only good thing about Homecoming. The rest of it was a piece of shit. Uh, um, uh, I like Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. She could have been a good Aunt May, but uh, see, everything started really good in Civil War. Like Marissa Tomei is Aunt is is Aunt May. Tom yeah. Holland as Spider Man. Great, wonderful things well, are coming. No, fuck that. We're gonna get really silly and goofy and make sure everything is like a really bad teen comedy well, the, as opposed well, to the telling biggest, an up and coming story. The biggest like problem with it, story. The biggest problem with it for me was just the whole thing of like him wanting Tony Stark, the father. Oh my God, they, they were all about sucking on Tony's balls all through, yeah. like, through all the Spider Man movies. The the other the other Spider Man movies are are stronger than that. Yeah, and, sure. Andrews, what, say what you want about part two. It's got a shitload of problems, but at least the Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker stuff oh, makes part two. To, well, you know, that's the thing. I think people are coming back to appreciate the Andrew Garfield movies a lot more now. Because that, that, that Amazing Spider-Man, to me, that's the definitive Spider-Man we, that we've gotten. Like, I know there's a shitload of Raimi fans, but to me, you know, all the villains are sympathetic characters, even though the lizard is that. You get away with it because it's the lizard, but... He's still like a menacing asshole all the way up to the point where his plan is just shot off, you know, and he stays a villain all the way through the movie until his plan is stopped. And then it's like, well, he still goes to jail for his crimes. He does. He's not like, you know, it's OK, Dr. Connors. You didn't know what you were doing. Like, no, he goes to fucking jail, you know. So I, I and Andrew Garfield was the superior Spider-Man, not to play off the Dan Slott shit, but um but I just like him as Peter Parker. He's got the best voice for Spider-Man, even though Tobey Maguire, like I was all about that when it first came out. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I mean, I was too. That was a big deal back It then, was a big deal. It was like, a huge Danny deal. score and everything, but God, breaking it down, the acting is bad. What's his name playing Flash Thompson? Like, oh my yeah. God. Some yeah. of the shittiest dialogue in that movie too from damn well, near everybody. Well, uh, you know. And I, Willem Dafoe still could be an awesome Green Goblin if he was done correctly, not given the power the Power Ranger outfit. True, you know, but that yeah, and, and no, James Franco was fucking Harry Osborn. He, I just don't like him at all. He just sucks in everything. He's okay in some stuff, but overall, yeah, he's he's a dick. And then you yeah. find out about all of his personal stuff, and you just really yeah. don't like the guy anymore. Yeah, fuck him. Um, but, but speaking of fuck yous, this is when Gwen Stacy has that idea that she's going to call Aunt May because maybe uh, he's there, and that's just his way of saying I'm going to be at Aunt May's and. It turns out that that's not the case, and that's when we yep. get the the shot of the the tears coming down. No, nothing. Her, her wearing her her beautiful red dress, showing her beautiful legs in her apartment, yep. and she's all by herself and um, wishing she was getting some Peter's Peter. <laughs> uh, that was a good way to put it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'll be I, here I, all I, week. I do kind of wonder how that rated R movie would have gone. Oh, I'm sure it was Last Tango, man. Had to have been. And. Uh, you think she would have been suggestive during the movie? You think she would have been like rubbing, rubbing in her thigh, doing that whole deal? Yeah, you know, taking taking Peter's paw there and putting it down in her her pee. 
you know, and, uh, you know, as a, as a, what? Well, I guess yeah. it's a pussy, you know, anyway, well, yeah, anyway, anyway, yeah. anyway. So we yeah. have this conversation now where, uh, J Jonah Jameson is like, Hey, the bugle's fucked, <laughs> which, which I don't know if any, if, if this is also explored more in the issues following this. Um, is that- I, I, I can't remember right off because I think we go into a, a, a Kazar storyline after this, I think. So I, I can't remember right off. I'm sure. That I, at, I don't at, know is what I should say. I'm sure at some point when we see him again, because, you know, it's just like four panels. It'll drop in of drop a hint of something and maybe there'll be a box to be like, oh, yeah, an issue 102. Yeah. But essentially because Peter... Uh, they couldn't get anybody down there to take those photos that they're just in all kinds of shit. And he's worried now that now advertisers are wanting TV spots and not spots in the newspaper anymore, which would take a big hit. So video killed the newspaper star, I guess. Yeah. Kind of coming to the point where um, TV is taking a higher platform than actual printed media. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sign of the times. Yeah. Which I'm still surprised to this day that magazines still exist. I mean, I don't buy them, but I'm glad they still exist. Yeah, me too. I wish I I had a reason to buy magazines, but I don't, you know. Yeah, it makes me... I am actually worried about the future of DVD and Blu-ray now because those sections are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. I mean, as long as, like, you know, Amazon and various other online businesses are still offering them. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Walmart and Target never have a great selection of Blu-rays anyway anymore. So yeah. I'd rather just buy them from Amazon. And But physical you know, media always... is important. I think you always have to have physical media, period, yeah. in some form. I mean, it's because... great to be able to read these comics, but it's important to own certain hard copies of, of important key issues or certain yeah. cover art that you can look at in person. Yeah. But it, but it is it know. is also very nice for the convenience of having these where you can oh, just because, put you know, them on your phone. Being able to... I'm still trying to get my brother worked up to it. And I think if he actually like well, did it's it, a, it's a hard sell because it's either, but you, mu- unless you want to spend how much the are money you paying a month? It, I think it's like 10 bucks. All right. So it's like 10 bucks a month or I did 74 99 straight mm-hmm. up just for a whole year. of It, it is a tough sell. I, I think it, you could probably work it. It'd probably be easier if you told him annually, it's like, Hey, 75 bucks. You got it for the whole year. Yeah. You know, but I think he, he says he can't understand reading it on a phone or an iPad. I said, well, Derek, you know, you, you can't, unless you want to bu- actually go and seek out the first appearance of Silver Surfer and Galactus, yeah. which I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to do that. So you're going to, I would like to, my, you know, I I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to one day. Cause I they, mean, I've seen it in person. It's a glorious thing to see in person, but that's how, uh, that's, that's but how unless you want to go and buy a bunch of trade paperbacks, you yeah. know, yeah, which those things cost money, and you got to keep true, seeking too. out the volumes that have the issues that you want. Yeah, and that's reading hard copies. But you know, um, this allows you to like, hey, if you've never read this particular issue, you don't have to go buy it. Just go no. look it up, read. It. If you like it, then you can go buy it and add it to your hard copy collection. Yeah, you know, at least this yeah. way, you know what? If you really thought this, oh man, I remember when I was a kid and I saw that one issue of a uh, of Wolverine and like this giant like underwater monster was like trying to eat him. It looks so cool, but I never got to read it. And then you're like, man, this issue fucking sucks. And it did, (laughs) you know, but you're like, at least now, like I didn't go buy it. 
Yeah. Like it's a shitty issue of Wolverine. It's just not very good. Um, but that's what's fun about this. And then it allows you to explore and jump all over the place. Like, hey, I really want to get into the Daredevil. I really want to get into, you know, the Excalibur yeah. or X Factor. Yeah. Yep. And then you go and start collecting. You'd be like, Nathan, go buy the figures, go buy the hard copies. Yeah. You know, buy you some t shirts or some tank tops, some t buy, you know? buy some buy some of these uh trading cards. Yeah, buy trading cards, you know. Uh with uh, you know, some choice, you know, Jim Lee, you know, interpretations of the villains there. I mean, how yeah. fucking awesome is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or or better yet, you know, someone is really good to you hears that, you know, you really wanted, you know, Marvel Universe, you know, yeah. uh Marvel superheroes. Oh, yeah, hey, figures. hey, who got you that, by the way? That's what I'm saying. You know, your best friend hears that. You know, when I was a kid, I really wanted the thing action figure because I saw the Fantastic Four teaser trailer on Carnival. So I'm like, oh my God, I love yep. that the thing. And here and I look, am, look, like in the middle look of. Look at, look at all those. You could collect those today pretty cheap. <laughs> and I'm just buying all these Ben Grimm figures. And I'm like, and Tyler tells me, I'm like, well, I got to get it for him for Christmas, which I yeah. will do this at the end of the show. I'll, I'll go on my phone, go on here, and then I'll, I will show you guys my Marvel Legend collection. Ugh, so much money but you know you're enjoying the hell of it you know you are uh, yeah i am it is cool yeah it now, is, emily it. may not enjoy it because she probably has that sad face oh yeah another, no another you get box. a little bit of the rolling eyes you know it's just like oh man more, more figures oh god what is this more you should have seen the then you should pull a lewis gomez like none of your fucking business you, you should know? have seen the kitchen table because when we were going on vacation my dad was checking our mail and like leaving our mail. Oh boy. Boxes just stacked. And it was all the X-Men Marvel legend shit that I had been buying. She was like, Oh my, she had a couple things all to the side, but the rest of it's just like mine, just like piled up. She's, and she's like, thinking oh. herself like, why did I marry you? And you're like, yeah. because I said yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, like I said, I don't think she minds it too much out of sight out of mind if it's here in the office down in the basement she can't see it probably not a problem she's like hey you got your horses outside and your my little ponies in the other room you know? yeah what else yeah. you want there, yeah there, yeah yeah no I, I wouldn't i wouldn't do that no like, oh, she, 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 oh yeah you want you want to go she, there huh yeah yeah and then that's when nathan gives me the hot tag and i come in like listen here lady look at look at these trading cards aren't, aren't they yeah <laughs> guess, what, guess what you better get used to this it. is jim lee artwork by the way yeah oh man all right so Moving ahead here, Lizard and Spider-Man catch up to Morbius, which Spider-Man's had a couple of lucky shots, I would say, throughout this yeah. webbing onto Morbius. But they, they tag team, which was also another panel I probably should have put up. I'll do a better job next time when we do this of highlighting stuff. But it was two issues back to back. But I'll, I'll show it for you guys here. If There we go. I guess so. I wasn't aware Nathan was going to pick certain panels. I thought we were just going to just, just talk. Yeah, you know, yeah. but, but I, I, I'm glad that he did that. So, so like when we we do like the boy who collected Spider-Man, which we just oh. thunderball, oh, yeah. you know, or we do a, an X-Men issue or Fantastic Four or Ghost Rider or whatever. Right. Um, you know, uh, we'll 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 all contribute like our favorite panels and um, and just emphasize some of the highlights. And, yeah. And that's what we, you know, just encourage you to get. You know, Marvel Unlimited or go pay 300 bucks and get your own copy. Of <laughs> yeah, three, yeah, $75 a year to read all the all the Spider-Man comics you want or just $300 for this one issue. Yeah, so. I mean, the choice is yours after all, people. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it'd be like Legend of the Hidden Temple. The choice yeah. is yours and yours alone. Um, So uh, they, they have a, a decent little fight, very, very short, but they knock them out. And this is when Doc Connors, they've perfected 
well, or they hope they've perfected anyway, the cure that they're, they're going to need. And th- this is, well, actually, no, they haven't perfected. They need to get the, is it just, it's the blood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the blood from them. So they have the enzyme in there to put it in the thing that they've concocted in the vial. And this is when Doc Connors drinks it. He starts to turn. He's all good. His arm is gone again. And this is when it's like, oh, hey, Spider-Man, it's your turn. It's when Morbius was like playing dead, I guess. It's like, no. Nope. Yep. Flips him over. And this is when Morbius takes off yet again. And this is when we hope that Spider-Man can actually catch him, which which he does. But he's getting dragged along for this flight, which I can't imagine what that would have felt like for Morbius. Because he just seems more of like, it's not a flying ability per se. It's more of that he can just sort of take with the wind and glide. Yeah. But he runs into the bridge because Spider-Man's way like a son of a bitch. Yep. And they both fall in the water. And that's when Spider-Man decides it's either, is it either here that he's, he's got to web Morbius or try to find Morbius to web him or go after this cure. And he assumes Morbius is dead because yeah, he ain't coming back up. Well, I mean, being hit at pretty high speed against the Brooklyn Bridge bridge. or the George Washington Bridge, one of the bridges in New York, you know, and then falling into an extremely deep river. uh, I think most people would assume you're you're not coming back up, but But it's not the first villain that falls to the. But this this was a cool way to make it ambiguous as to is he dead, but it leaves the door open for him to come back in the future. But Spider-Man webs the vial takes a drink. They have a cool shot here, which is probably another panel I, I should have saved and showed off. Where it's just like arms. You see him like briefly freaking out for a second. Wish that would focus a little bit better, but yeah, you get the general idea. Yep. And he's back to normal, which they, I was looking here at the bottom and yeah, they show like the rips where his arms were there, but I, I guess maybe his arm is blocking the holes in that last shot of him. And yeah, just icon. probably something that Gil just probably missed, but you know what? Hey, just show something that impl- implicates that the arms are, are gone. Yeah. You know, but, you've only got the, so many panels to get it all in. Yeah. But they just assume that he's dead. And then we get the, 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 well, it would be, I, I'm assuming this is like the French pronunciation because Finn and silent yeah. movies meant in. So finished, like finished question mark. So it leaves it open for Morbius to return, which of course that he does. Yep. Which was, there's probably, and you probably have the answer to this. There's probably somebody in the chat. All Grim probably knows. You mentioned before that there were villains that would be brought in, just one off. You never see them ever, ever, ever again until probably mm-hmm. 20, 30 years down the, the road, probably present day now, where someone gets the idea of like, yeah, hey, Brian Michael Bendis, who's like, hey, you remember that real shitty villain from the series? I'm going to make him the leader for this new super team. Yeah. yeah, he was all about using like obscure villains, which to a certain extent I can I, I can appreciate. But sometimes it's like, man, that villain, really, really, that guy really sucks, dude. Yeah. Like that dude sucks. But uh, were, were there other villains at that point that ha- haven't like showed up once and have never come back ever again? I think of like Mirage, Cyclone. The schemer was in like a, a story arc with Kingpin for like I think three issues, and that's yeah. it. Um. I know there's some others like, but th- those are the ones that come come to the top top of my head like, right now. Like, I mean, there's some like others like Willow Wisp that I think was like a, a few appearances, but um, 
Yeah, th- those are some ones that were like literally they're in one issue. Like, and I think, um, what was the name of that that one? It was, it's like a team up issue with Spider Man and Nova, and like they're being they're like tied to like a uh, a missile that goes under or like a or, or something heading underwater. I forgot what his name is. It's another like throwaway villain. Yeah, but some of these villains like could could show up like in another book, like they could sh- show up and. You know, an, an old, like, throwaway Iron Man issue or something like that. Like, the Beetle, which I always associate as a Spider-Man villain, would show up. You know, he fought the Fantastic Four, or Human Torch, mainly. Yeah. And he also fought Iron Man. You know, so there's that kind of... um That, that would know. be a cool way. Like, it was cool how they did that. It's like, all right, this villain was in this issue overall. And they probably looked at sales numbers and shit, too, to determine some of this. Like, well, that, that character didn't work as good. We'll try him again, but we'll put him in this environment with this hero and see how well yeah. that does. Like, like Sandman, like part of your Frightful Four. Like, he yes. becomes a prominent member of that and is fighting the Fantastic Four on several occasions. Yes, you know, but to me, he is always a, and I think everyone will say, is a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. You know, but it's, yeah. it's fun. That's what's so fun about this, that you can cross-pollinate these villains in a- any book you want. You know, a, a Captain America villain, you know, like Red Skull can fight Spider-Man any day of the week, and he yep. has. Yeah. You know, Doctor Doom has fought everybody. Doctor yeah. has fought the X-Men, the Avengers, Spider-Man, Thor. Yeah. But he's well, a Fantastic Four villain, but he is the the biggest Earth villain that everybody has at least fought once. Yeah. Well, going back to Sandman, it's interesting just because he 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 goes from basically playing second fiddle in Frightful Four to, you know, he'll go and fight Spider-Man and be like the main focus. But there's been times, too, where he's had the outfit change because you know what his outfit most of the time in Frightful Four look like. Yeah, which I, when, I've never been a fan of. That. When, I, when I first saw it, I was like, that's not Sandman. Like, I, I thought it was somebody else. I would love, love, love if they came out with a four-pack of Frightful Four. like, Or just the three of them, because as we know, Frightful Four, there's always more of a rotating member. Yeah. With them. Like, Medusa doesn't stay a member. Yeah, she's, Medusa uh, doesn't no. stay because she, she joins up. She's one of the immortals. Yeah. But you know, Black Bolt and Lockjaw and shit. But they make it a point to bring it up. It's like, oh, hey, you changed your outfit again. What happened to this one? And I, I think that that's kind of cool to have that continuity just there in between the books. But that yeah. once it goes back to that point that so many of these guys were working on multiple books at one time. So it's probably way easier to do that. I imagine now it's probably just you're confined to one. But there's not probably as much cross pollination with everybody and everything. In that but way. that's what's so fun about the 70s, especially, is that. I mean, everybody's crossing over all the time. And you look at the, like, the Marvel team-up books. Yeah. And now those books have a lot of, like, D-list villains in those. Like, not occasionally you get, like, a Kang the Conqueror or something like that. But, you know, like, Spider-Man's teaming up with, you know, uh, uh, Black Widow or teaming up with Mr. Fantastic to fight the Mole Man. Or he teams up with Iron Fist to take on Silver Serpent. You know, a lot of, like, kind of random, you know, throwaway villains. Like, uh, that one issue of uh, Marvel team I sent you of, uh, Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze, and Spider-Man team up to fight this evil sorcerer in a, an amusement park. Yeah. Which which that villain shows up in an earlier issue of Ghost Rider, but he's such an obscure character. Like, unless you go back and read that, which they t- they imp- imply, yeah. you know, he's an, a villain, but it's a it's this essentially, it, it kind of looks like um, uh, the, 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 the machine in Big. Um, uh, the, uh, the, 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 Zoltar? The, the, Zoltar. He looks like Zoltar. 
but it's still like the cover of like Ghost Rider going up a, a roller coaster ramp, and Spider-Man's on the roller coaster getting ready to attack this evil, you know, kind of sorcerer slash magician in an amusement park. Like it has a, another popcorn feel to it. You know, yeah. what kind of action? Like it's a character I've never heard of before. Yeah. But it's still like still fucking awesome. Like, yeah, and to have it just like a one-off thing. Is, yeah, yeah, and that's all those were. That's what's so fun about all those Marvel team-up books. They're just one-off stories. Sometimes they go for two issues, but pretty much it's a one-and-done team-up. We move on to the next one. Yeah. So I don't know when exactly we see Morbius again. I don't know if you have that information handy. I believe he shows up in Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man. In very early on, because Jerry Conway is writing that series from the get-go. And I think he shows up in either issue because there's a story arc with Vulture and Hitman, one with Craven and Tarantula. He starts up with Tarantula and then Craven shows up. I think there's a storyline with the Hitman and Vulture. And then I think after that, if you look at Marvel team up, there's a, I think the beginnings of Morbius coming back. And then he, if you connect from there to Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, there's a three issue story arc of Morbius, Human Torch and Spider-Man. Uh, that goes on. I think okay. I, 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 well, don't, I, if people who know more than me do not, I, I like, look, I, I, I know what it's like to listen to someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. I'm not, I'm just not claiming yeah. to, that I know everything because yeah, yeah. I certainly do not. Well, there we go. We, we but, get humble, Tyler. We do have a yes. correction here from Fredmon. Medusa is in human. Yes. Yeah. I said, I, I thought I said she wasn't in human. No, you said, uh, Oh, uh, you said something. Oh, I said immortal, didn't I? I, yeah. say, I was thinking inhuman, but yes. So yes, yes, you are correct. I did say immortal, but I was trying to say inhuman. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. You know, hey, we're going to get tongue-tied all the yeah. time. If you see but me yes. looking there, but no, I but I, hey, look, When we talk comics, I appreciate people correcting me because yeah. comic book information needs to be corrected. So um, I see people out there who don't know how to pronounce like people in, in the in the industry. They 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 can't pronounce their names fucking correctly or whatever. So yes, I'm all about. Hey, that's why sometimes I don't even try. Yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I, I encourage people. If we say something wrong doing this, please throw it out there. Let me you go know? ahead and pop this up. Graham said this filmation sixties, Batman cartoon might be getting a Blu-ray soon. That'd be interesting. That's awesome. It's always nice to see those old. I, I want the, the Fantastic Four Hanna-Barbera show to be released. Yeah, I want that one and the other one that came out in 1979 with Herbie the Robot. Yes. I want them both. Which I think that got a release in the UK. On of course, the UK gets everything. They I'm get them. Mistaken. Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. I think they got the 81 series Spider-Man over there. Yeah. I, w- I want the the 60s um, like Submariner cartoon hmm. and like the Thor cartoon and the Captain yeah. America cartoon. Like, yeah. Pretty much use like shots from the comic and just slightly illustrate them. Or anime, excuse me. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Sobek says, I may resub if this becomes a regular thing. I also have a crap load of Marvel Masterworks. From yes, those are great books. They go on sale from Comixology. So, yeah, well, yeah no, we, uh, we, the, we the plan is we're going to do this. We're going to make this a regular thing. Yeah, We don't want this to can. be like a once every two months kind of thing. We just, we need people to give feedback that you want this. That way Joe doesn't come in and sit there and say, well, it's not, this is not He-Man, guys. And we need you people to come in and say, we know that we still want you to do He-Man, but we still want some comic book talk as well. Yes. So flood the flood the, more, the comments with that. Yes, we, we the more vocal you are, the more Joe's like my people have turned against me. <laughs> well, yeah. also the more vocal you are about this, the more he's he'll be like, oh, okay, people actually like this and dig it. So yes, let us know. Yes, because we 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 want to cover. 
I mean, we're definitely going to, it's, Marvel's going to be our big thing, but we will dabble in uh, Batman. We'll dabble yeah, in yeah. some, you know, various other DC stuff. Maybe some Spawn. Yeah, Spawn. Um, yeah, Spawn would be fun. Spawn would be cool. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, we can unanimously say we're going to be really big on the Marvel stuff. Yep. Big time. 60s, and, 70s, and, 80s. And accessibility on the apps from there helps quite a bit too. Yes. Because I so, would prefer not to get a shitload of viruses on my computer, unlike Joe Amato. But hey, here you go. 70s Fantastic Four was released in the UK. Yes, so, of yeah. course it was. Damn it. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Graham, if, if you can, if you got a rip of that any or anything, you know, feel free. Hit me up. I'm going to get, a, there's a, a nice illustration of Herbie the Robot on Public. I want to get in a tank top at some point. I've been meaning to do that for years. Because, because I like Herbie the Robot. Yeah. I wonder if Graham likes Herbie the Robot. I could, I could imagine like Graham probably appreciates the character. Hey, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, he might, he might be quite um, vocal and say he's a piece of shit. He's a, he's a caveman. He's a caveman. Let's pop this but, up from Simple Tricks from earlier. How many of Spider-Man's enemies were Peter's friends and Spidey's friends Peter's enemies? Wait, I gotta, I gotta, because that, that, <laughs> yeah, that's read a it good for yourself. question. How many of Spider-Man's enemies were Peter's friends and how many of Peter, wait, Spidey's friends were Peter's enemies? Uh, I gotta think about that one because that's just like, that's like hurting that's a, my head. Like, <laughs> yeah. are Spider-Man enemies that were Peter's friends? So Harry Osborn. I wouldn't say Norman Osborn was a friend. I'll, I'll keep it up just so you can continually read the question. Um, if you have to. Uh, the original group of like the, the classic, you know, villains like the Enforcers, Sandman, Electro, Mysterio, Craven, Chameleon, Doc Ock, Doctor Doom, Vulture, Lizard. Well, Lizard would Doctor Cars would be a friend of Spider Man, but an enemy of Spider Man as well. So I guess you could say, well, fuck. Um, like Harry Osborn was like the the only one I can think of, at least for the, the a big run of Spider Man. Like Black Cat would eventually become an ally and lover of, of Spider Man slash Peter Parker. Oh fuck! I you know we keep doing this. I could beat it here till ten o'clock. Yeah, but I, I like that question. But if yeah, if we have any more questions from people in the chat room, like comic book related, you know, throw them out to us, and then we'll we'll wrap this thing up. Yeah, I'll I'll talk. I mean. We specified before we didn't really start going to conventions until uh, ten years ago. So, and yeah. our in my younger days, I wasn't. They didn't even really have anything close enough to well, us in our, our younger yeah, days to I've go all, to. You know, I've been to like a really big one in Charlotte, and then the ones that we had been to around here were like really small, but they were all comic book based. It was no costumes and and stuff like that. Like that's that's like where I bought the Death of the Green Goblin and uh, I think Spider-Man issue number, the first appearance of Beetle in Spider-Man, not his first appearance, but the first time he fought Spider-Man. I bought that there for like 20 bucks. I was like, oh, I'm so proud of that. Sobek had had an answer for it. I met Todd McFarlane back when Spawn was just coming out. Only two issues. I gave my friend my issue number two because he went with me on the trip. Good thing about that, though, is Spawn still relatively cheap to collect. I assume yes. that if that movie with Jamie Foxx or if there's anything about that, that's been a no, long time ago. And now it's just gotten to where McFarlane says some big news is coming later this year. And then later on, this year, some big news is coming next year. Like that, I swear to God, like the last time it was brought up, which was like right before Comic-Con, he says some big news is coming. You keep saying that. Like, you know, like Spawn is still a relevant character. I don't think you need to become like a snake oil salesman and just keep as if like the project's going to die. How about you show people an actual production still yeah. of the actor as Al Simmons? 
not as spawn, but just as Allison, to let people know, hey, we are in pre-production, and here is some concept work, or just something that's other than. Plus, I didn't want to see Jamie Foxx anyway as as, as Al Simmons spawn. Like, nah, yeah. I, I just I didn't buy it. Well, Sobek popped in here that issues one hundred one to two twenty five is spawn relatively expensive because of low print runs, which is understandable because when Spawn came out, this was when comic books flooding the market. Yeah. So. I think I issue one hundred two was like when he kills Malbolgia, if I remember correctly. I remember buying that one specific because I had uh, fallen out of Spawn for a little while, and then I bought issue one hundred when I heard it was like I, a big. Like he cuts his fucking head off. I think I had at one point five copies of issue one of Spawn, and I think I gave one to you, right? You when did. You came yeah. over. Yeah. I think I gave one to Travis Lane because he was big into Spawn, and he didn't for whatever reason have issue did one. Did you give so one like, to his other personalities? No, if I did that, <laughs> I wouldn't have any issues with Spawn. <laughs> so back goes on to say, sold off my Spawn physical complete collection a few years ago. I don't know, probably would have held on to that if it were me. Yeah. But when it comes to shit like that, I can't let that go. You know. Now there are some things like duplicate DVDs that I have easily yeah. parted with, unless there's like a sentimental attachment, like it was the first like DVD I bought or the first one like. I've kept a few DVDs for sentimental attachment, like the first four I ever received, which were a Christmas gift that my dad gave us when he got us a DVD player for the first time. Like I still yeah. have all four of those, but um, yeah, comics. I've never sold any of my comics. Yeah, um, I've traded I them as a kid, you know, from time to time. Like yeah, I remember, I, 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 but there were it wasn't wasn't any like I think the only like key, key issue like which I can still pick up pretty cheap is the first issue of Ghost Rider from 1990. Yeah, I, Matt Hilton gave it to me for a birthday present. And he pretty much wanted me to trade it to him, I think, right after my birthday. <laughs> That's so, shitty. Which I'm, I'm, I'm like, looking back, I, I made me feel like he talked to his mom, like, hey, this is a great present for Tyler. And then not too long after that, he taught me into like trading it to him. What Do you remember what you traded? Uh, what he uh, traded you? Uh, not right off. Um, okay. He remember that he had like a, a, a like a, a kind of like a giant size issue of like Fantastic Four. It was like a, I forgot what issue it was, but it was like a, because I was really big in the Fantastic Four and, and the, the like I when th- I was really getting into superheroes too. Like I, I was, think that's like, a, I think that's a fair trade. It, it, it was something something along. I, I'm just assuming because I remember that was something I really wanted from him. It was like a it had like character profiles of various things and like I can't remember what the story was, but it's it's if you go to like comicbrowser.com, you can find that issue. If I, if I saw what I could tell you which one it was. All right. Yeah. We'll do. Let's do one last question here okay. from Febmon. Favorite ladies from Spider-Man's cast: love interest, friend, other. Doesn't matter. Oh man, I th- I, that's why I part of me does wish like that's why I love these because Spider-Man is single, like he yeah. bounces from different women. But um, <laughs> you know, like the it, it even like there's a brief point where it's like he there's implied like he goes out on a date with like Glory Grant. Like it's cool that Peter Parker like kind of dabbles with women all over the place. And, yeah. Uh, um, Gwen well, Stacy's, you know, I, 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 I was going to say it, it, mostly for most people it, and probably because of the cinematic universes that it boils down to Mary Jane and yeah. Gwen. I take you more as a Gwen Stacy guy overall, yeah. which Mary Jane's a great character and I, she is the, you know, quintessential, but you know, the tragedy behind the Gwen Stacy character, the clone, yeah. And um but I you know I like Felicia Hardy. Um because yeah. I, I especially because they, they actually like are a couple for like a, a good good run in, in uh Spectacular Spider Man. Um 
Um, I mean, Betty Brant was the first love. Yeah. Well, the first like serious girlfriend, I think. But uh, I mean, um, you, know, you got to give props to Mary Jane, though, for kind of being. But she's, she's always such a well-written character. too. Well, like, yeah. yeah, she's the free spirit. But like when it, when things are serious, she's there. She's there. Yeah supporting you know well, peter well, through all these various problems and losses. well that's what i was gonna say especially how she was there for him during gwen stacy's death yeah and seeing the relationship start to evolve a little bit was all right but also too yeah, that whole like thing of that... peter still grieving and it's like I, I i maybe i'm not ready yet and what's good about that too and like the i, I believe it's in <clears throat> I think it's the death of the Green Goblin or somewhere in there. And please don't hesitate to correct me. But the when Peter tells Jane, Mary Jane, I want you to leave. Yeah. Get out. Leave me alone. Yeah. She goes to the door, opens it, stops, and just closes the door and doesn't leave. Nothing is said. It's like she, she knows I'm not leaving you. Yeah. And to me, that that one image or it says it says everything about what her character is that this woman is being set up to be the definitive like I'm here to the very end I know you live a dangerous life but I'm going to be here when you come home because I know you will always come home yeah you know it's it does make her unbeatable but I do like Peter Parker single dating Mary Jane dating Gwen Stacy dating Ben Brant dating uh, uh, Black Cat throwing Glory Grant and various other women that come along. Like it, it does make him relatable and fun that he had to break dates or he went on an awesome date. Now he's conflicted. Oh shit. It's Dr. Octopus. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it, it does make him like constantly, you know, balancing, juggling women, juggling a job, juggling, taking care of my aunt may. Oh my God. Shit. Rhino and Sandman are teaming up. Yeah. Like it, it just makes it. So I, I get why people, I get why people shit on Joe Casada for wanting, I don't, I'm not saying I support the whole, like, brand new day one more day all that stuff but i do understand his logic of like we want peter parker sink peter Parker, peter parker single <laughs> because he is very relatable single. that's right. why reading ultimate spider-man in the beginning was so much enjoyable because it's going back to where he's in high school and i found that very relatable because we were in high school at that time when that book oh, started yeah. so yeah. i found it very relatable all like being you know you know, dismissed by girls and, and picked on or not not seen upon as anything, you know, significant, you know, amongst your peers because you're you're nervous, you feel negative about yourself, the self-esteem is not there. So. Yeah, I, I could, I remember that was also a thing because the Raimi movie was coming out and you were into Ultimate Spider-Man. I think you tried to get yeah. me into Ultimate Spider-Man at the time. I think yeah. the only issue of Ultimate Spider-Man I bought was issue 100. I think so that was a little little bit down the road yeah yeah that that would be another series i i wouldn't mind digging into yeah i actually went back of um a couple weeks back like before i went to the beach and while i was at the beach of just like reading the first like all the way up to where venom is introduced in ultimate spider-man i don't i don't like the symbiote stuff in ultimate spider-man i didn't like i didn't like it at all but the introduction of doc ock the kingpin craven and the enforcers i thought was really well done in electro like it's 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 really great stuff. I thought like yeah. the constant build up to getting the suit, meeting you know, the Green Goblin, which I liked. Ultimate Green Goblin, um, I thought Mark Bailey did a, a pretty badass job of like drawing him. Um, 
but uh, that that would be a fun one to explore. Well, you have so many possibilities here, people. Yeah. Damn it, we need your support. Yeah. So leave the leave the comments down below and let us know if you think this is a good idea. If it's a bad idea, just you know, silence is golden. Don't just be like, "This is fucking yeah. terrible." But yeah, I don't know. Is there any anything else you wanted to add before we cut it and wrap um, it? Uh, this was just a long time coming. We had I had so much fun doing this. You know, I, I hopefully people enjoyed our side comic rants, but whether we all stayed within the same uh, the same uh, back well, issue bin here. I guess I I do need to show off my Marvel Legends. I have I did promise that. So yeah. I guess I should do that, huh? Should, should we should we just um, wrap this up and then we keep the let you do that because I'm I gotta I gotta do stuff before going to sleep and all that stuff. So do you want to uh, make I mean, that a separate thing or or no? It, it won't. Uh, let me just. All right, see. I'm gonna let you do that then, and I'm I'm gonna use the bathroom and I'll let you showcase that. All right, yeah. That. Uh, so all right, I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll mute your mic. I'll okay. move it. I'll move it over to me. I'll. Join this on my phone. Show off the legends. You come back. We'll wrap it up and we'll call it a show. Sounds good. All right. So while he does that, I will get this set up. This is going to be weird because I actually tested this the other Tuesday night with Newt after we were done doing the, the Critters live stream that we did. So let me bring this up and bring this up. Click on this. Eh. Oh, yeah. Forgot I got to do all this weird stuff with my apps and everything. Maybe I should have made this just a separate video to put up. Um, there we go. Get that. Oh, my God. Okay. Does such a ah, there we go. I can just press and hold on that. That's an easier way to do this. Still learning stuff about the phone to this day. I said, okay, maybe we won't show this off because I'm having a difficult time. I have to make it its own separate thing. All right, go here. Ugh. Phones, man. Okay. There we go. <sighs> Gotta do all this weird stuff. All right. Now I'm... There we go. Headset off. Ooh, weird angles. I, I guess I should make this full screen. Huh? All right. Now I can see it from my monitor. So hopefully you guys can hear that okay. So I got that. Got my Fantastic Four stuff. Spider-Man stuff, which I need to elevate that and make that not as cluttered. The X-Men stuff. Oh, random assortments of heroes here, villains there, and here's more of my Ben Grimm stuff. So yeah, that was basically it. Yay!
Perfecto. Ah. Ah. Sorry. That was terrible, huh? Might have to edit that part out. Hope that didn't like break anybody's ears. I forgot that when it's still there, it still has the thing. So I should have muted the mic on that one because I just exited the deal. So sorry. Apologies to everybody's ears. Yeah, the feedback. I know. I know. I might have to uh, make a note of that in the description or something like, hey, your ears. Yeah, I should have muted that better. I guess Tyler had to take a dump. Yeah, with Graham with the feedback. What's this? You've got same ceiling as Joe Motto, fans of Power Podcast fame. Yeah, I do. Uh, Febmon, yeah, the, the spice racks. Uh, the spice racks is something that I. That's what I had. That's what the ah, here the classics. That's how I have them set up so it sets everybody up higher. I'm oh, gonna get those cool. and do that for the Spider-Man shelf. Yeah, I had a uh, feedback, Tyler, when you were gone, since this was on here, and I had mm -hmm. it down there. And it was close to the mic, and it's like, jank, 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 because I forgot to mute the mic on this, too, oh. on the way back. So, yeah. It's a good thing you weren't here for that. It probably would have pierced your ears and blew your eardrums. Ah. Ah. Not too mad. Hey, you should check out Nerd Roddick on YouTube. He's a former comic shop owner with awesome takes on the industry. I would hate to be an owner of a comic shop. That just seems like that. It'd be so much worry about the shop could close at any moment, you know? Yeah. Unless, unless your bread and butter is turning over vintage issues all the time. Like, yeah, you know, the stuff that's constantly going up in value stuff that you can yeah. easily like turn over and make a profit. But the, the modern shit, if you're, if your store is strictly based on the modern stuff. Yeah. Uh, you're just yeah. going to have to rely on hoping that you got good statues or if you got a lot of collectibles that, or if you, if you have to, it's probably why there's a lot of fun co-pops in shops just because oh. they know that people will come and buy those. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we will go ahead and wrap this up. Hope you enjoyed that little piece of my collection. Once again, apologies to everybody's ears, especially those wearing headphones. That was probably probably terrible. I'll have to go back and, and listen to it. But I hope you guys enjoyed this. Like Tyler said earlier, and I've said a couple of times, leave comments down below. Let us know if you like this. Let us know that you're looking forward to more of it. And make sure that you like this. Make sure you share it. And, and throw subscribe. out issues if there's yeah, and subscribe and if there's issues that you hope one day we'll cover because we're it's it's gonna be all over the place you know yes. we're ne we're not gonna have we have nothing this was all like when we suggested doing this this yeah. was just like spur of the moment there was nothing mm -hmm. planned it was like yeah. our initial one was gonna be the boy who uh, collected Spider Man and we're gonna come back to that yeah we'll still come back to that one yeah because um, me and Nathan are big Thunderball fans and it's just yeah. a, it's just a great story yes um. But we, you know, we'll do we'll do a lot of classic X Men. You know, we'll do Fantastic Four. We'll do Thor. We'll do Avengers. We'll do some Captain America for sure. Yeah. You know, we'll do. Um, I mean, it's just and like we'll, we, we'll do DC stuff. We'll do Swamp Thing. Yeah. You know, we'll do Swamp Thing. Want to say the criteria though? Make it. Try to make it just Marvel or DC, and then just yeah. try to make it like probably 1995 backward. Just to do well, that. the only only modern thing I would ever think ever wants me to do is be the Ultimate Spider-Man, and that oh, is it. Yes, yeah, that too. Yeah, that that's that's about maybe and maybe Civil War, like yeah, the and, you know that's about as modern as I'm going to get because I I did enjoy Civil War, but I stopped reading modern comics not too long after that was over. 
Oh, we had this from um, Sobek. Oh, John Byrne X-Men, you damn right we're going to do that. Yeah, so... But yes, leave, leave recommendations in the comments and we'll continue yeah. doing, keep doing that going forward because we always have now started keeping a list of things we'd like to do. And that's a thing I'll do here. I'll start making a list of issues that I know for certain we're definitely going to talk about going forward. Like later. I love for us to do like the first issue of Marvel Premier number 15, the first appearance of Iron Fist. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, like that, like that, that first three issues of Iron Man storyline, like yeah. I, I fucking love that. And Roy Thomas wrote that too. So yeah, or for me, like uh, with Fantastic Four, it would be fun to to cover the couple issues where uh, Thing is not Thing anymore. You know, he's he's back to his human form. So they need yeah. a fourth member. So it's like, well, here's Luke Cage. You know, here, here's here's a new. You know, like just shit like that, random stuff like that, and anything so this has got plenty of possibilities and joe will probably be on some episodes of this i'm sure because he read yeah. comics back in the day yeah and he likes to talk about his uh one in that spider-man <laughs> jacket so he we know he likes superheroes yeah so, okay anything well you know that works for us too because we enjoy <laughs> you know making him mad as well and uh, yeah. he just we, we enjoy making him antsy yeah and believe me anytime we suggest do anything that's not he man like nathan has to like Go in with the psychiatrist, put the straight jacket on. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not that bad. But I, I, no, yeah. it, I, I we're clearly embellishing because. Yeah. But we, but Joe, Joe is like, he does get a little worried. He yeah. Gets a little worried. And Nathan has to go in as like the the negotiator and, and talk him off the ledge. Yeah. Whereas I, I'll, I'll go up like Riggs, like, do you want to jump? Do you really want to? <laughs> like, that's just fine with me. And, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, speaking of Joe, tomorrow we'll be back on the channel. We'll be live, which I'm sure will be like, we can't go live anymore because you've already been live too much this week. We'll go live tomorrow. Joe and I are going to talk Just about... Just like Bill O'Reilly. We're doing it live! Yeah, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna talk about our favorite 16-bit games, Super Nintendo, Genesis, favorite like games within genres. I'm sure we'll probably talk about uh, other games in the 16-bit realm with that so that should be a lot of fun i actually need joe to send me the images that he wants me to use for his picks and we both know that's yet. not going to happen till yeah. uh there was like oh geez i i, I forgot this it wasn't his, wasn't was it his topic he chose yeah and that's what i thought he's yeah. not going to contribute <laughs> anything he's just gonna think hey i showed up didn't i yeah no he'll uh fucking ungrateful no he'll i'll message him after we're done with this be like hey Pierce, you can message him tonight the, in the morning the he's still not going to do it you better off just like message John. John will send you something, and then we'll say that's Joe's Joe's favorite. Well, you know? so so Beck, I think the plan with Joe was uh, two p.m. tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. We'll yep. see you soon. More comic talk, and until then, we'll come up with uh, a thing. Yeah, we'll have to come up with something. You know, like uh, we'll see you next issue. There you go. He already did yeah. it. We'll see you next issue. Take care, everybody. <laughs>